It's not too bad. But it wasn't good either. I can tell you that right now, mister. Um, shit. Let me look him up. Mm-hmm. We're getting right into it. I like how Trump just came out and uh, just admitted collusion. Just did he, or did he say if somebody came to him, he would? That's probably what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He just he basically just said that he did it, and nobody gives a fuck. Here you guys in the coffee mugs. Check it out. Fuck this shit. Why? Why? He really nailed it. Dude. He really hurt himself. He was crying. Yeah, he really hurt himself. Super humming. He showed pictures of the uh, aftermath, and it wasn't great. It was, uh, well, one would say that he uh, cut himself multiple times or multiple lacerations anyway. Anyway, let's get into it. What song should we come into, fellas? Um, looking. Now you got maybe you got a suggestion? Let me go into my recent plays. Okay, remember <laughs> we're still, still this doing, is uh, still doing the songs of the summer. So this is a good one, but it just wouldn't fit. It fits for me. No, I mean it's it's the wrong day of the week. Oh. Is it the Bangles? Are you going to play? The yes, Bangles? it is. It was Manic Monday. Fuck yeah! Little Susanna Hoff's never hurt anybody. Do you want me to play it? Yeah, play the right, goddamn thing. Him. You know, I've Prince got wrote other, that song. I've got other, yeah, I know he did it because he wanted to fuck Susanna Hoff's, and, and it, I bet he, he did. did. I bet he was balls deep. Uh, well, here's a good one. This one's even better. Well, fucking play it then. All right, what are we waiting around for? Oh hell yeah! I need a little pick me up. This will do it. I gotta pick me up for you swinging right between my legs. Dragging that wing ding like a dingaling all along the dang street. This is just a country song. Have you ever it's, a cage, it's actually a Cajun. Well, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. It's, you know, it's yeah. a fucking love. Uh, and it does this the whole time. It's great. Oh yeah, it's that's all it does. That chicken picking, chicken picking, fucking Mark Knopfler, buddy, the man. I would argue this might be their best song, probably. And they've got a lot of great songs. He got the action, he got the motion. Yeah, the boy can't relate. Dedication, devotion, turn it on the night time. Turn it the day. It's all about a single golden moment. Do the song about the night. You do the walk. Do the walk of life. Yeah, you do the walk of life. That is definitely Peter Griffin's song. Definitely Peter Griffin's song. Sodium Superman? <laughs> Shwammo, tis I, the prince, <laughs> prince of podcasting. The Sultan of Slits, the godfather of Gash. And here we are, it's episode 215 of Pillow Fort Radio, a.k.a. the Don Blankenship Experience. We're still doing that. 
the Don Blankenship. I'm still waiting on them to return my calls. Well, I, I mean, bought the DonBlankenshipExperience.com. Be prepared for a rousing, energetic conversation with that guy. So what happened to his presidential bid? Is <laughs> this still happening? His, well, China, he was doing, China people. Well, the, the China people. It was the uh, wasn't the governor bid or the senator bid. He ran for president, didn't he? I think it was senator. No, I don't think he ran for president. I think he ran for he ran for senate. I thought then, he, I thought there was a brief. Where he talked about running, everyone said no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he got yeah, something let's like just, let's preempt maybe, maybe 2%. I'm, maybe I'm yeah. mixing him up with that other guy. I still flat, think flat, flat, short, flat top military. Oh, the guy that's Ojeda? Ojeda. Yeah. <laughs> now, boy, boy, did that not work out. He had to give up his seat in I the Congress. I, he's fine. Yeah. But uh, I, I get the feeling that he was it was all for show, too. I don't he kinda, believe him. I feel like he's he still kinda, at it. He kinda, he's he kinda, getting paid a lot of money to go on the Young Turks. Yeah, he's still oh, at it? it. Yeah. He kind of showed his true colors there, I think. I saw, like, I had some Facebook friends that would, like, comment and argue with him and stuff. <laughs> and then they'd share, they'd screenshot it. And I don't know, I just... I saw him lose his cool quite quite a bit. Well, he yeah, never I bet he said the n-word a time or two. He's from Logan <laughs> yeah. County, folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, episode two fifteen, guys, and uh, as always, uh, I'm joined by the uh, first black man ever to ice skate backwards out of the Canawalla River. The Irish assassin, the first white man to ever roller skate forwards up the Canawalla River. Oh my God, was it frozen? No, you, you can roller skate on water. That's one up from Jesus, I think. I think you beat Jesus. He just kind of walked around. How yeah, fucking roller skating? Just meandering around. Fuck that guy. Fucking stupid hippie Jesus. <laughs> Look at me. I've got nails through my wrists. Not my hands, because that wouldn't be possible. Yeah, because your hands Nail just... hands. <laughs> <laughs> Look, look. this is Jesus trying to hold on to a marble. Ooh, 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 ooh. You ever seen Jesus ooh. whistle? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, when he has a hard time reading something, he just <laughs> yeah, it gives lets him focus. That's old Chucky Tater Sacks over there. You know why women love Jesus? Why's that? Because he's hung like this. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I have the perfect thing for this. What are we doing? <laughs> oh shit! I just kind of let that roll keep rolling. This is a Sultan's a swing. Yes, it is. Pretty good too. Kind of summary. Kind of sultry. Yeah. This quick, another Jesus joke, real quick. Hold on a second. Let me find the right one. Hey, Paul, I can see your house from here. <laughs> uh, uh, there's a lot of Muhammad jokes. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it's not such fertile territory, is it? Bad, it's just bad crowd response. Child rate. Bad crowd response. Well, everybody, if you say something bad about them, you're afraid that they're going to fly uh, build, uh, fly to airplanes into towers. I think to get this get this show <laughs> to get this show some heat, we should draw a picture of Muhammad. I sit here and I draw Muhammad every episode. <laughs> they're terrible drawings, though. Uh, the, well, it's I'm a not stick very good. figure. It's a stick figure. It goes Durka, Durka, Durka. And he's Muhammad got a John. big turban on his head that says Charmin on it. <laughs> And sometimes there are pornographic stickman pornographic themes. Yeah, there's there's uh, uh, Muhammad getting uh, bukkakied by all the various Indian gods just standing around. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a that's an odd situation they've got over there because you know India has quite a few Muslims, so they had to they had to form their own country after a civil war and make Pakistan. So Pakis. That's racist. I hear that's a bad word. And that's well. I hear the Packies don't like it. Britain especially the P word. It's uh, good. I'm going to. But what do you call them then? I thought it was. I thought Paki was like. 
Casual. I don't think it's. I don't know. I, I really don't <laughs> know. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Brits have a their their racism is a little bit more refined, like everything else. Yeah. So, <laughs> like their sugar. racism is more refined. I'm yeah. not backing that up with anything, John. <laughs> <laughs> I can see where that was going. And as always, the best, uh, the world's greatest claw machine operator. I still can't find a good way to say it where it rolls off the tongues. Claw machine, Craig. Claw machine, world champion. Claw machine, uh, 2001 through 2019. Claw machine, world champion. Um, Laurel Creek's most dangerous man, the Mance Raider of regenerative farming. That's so you're just sticking with that one, Johnny Liberty Sacks over there. Yeah, Mance Raider, he was leader ours. of the Free Folk. Yeah, no, I get it. somebody opened a Free Folk brewery and yeah, I saw that. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, actually, uh, jumping on a thing there. Yeah, it is. I mean, kind of prematurely because now everybody doesn't discuss Game of Thrones anymore at all. Yeah, but still a cool name though. Sure, still a cool name. I bet, cool I bet this, I bet that they're not philosophically aligned with the free. Oh, people. absolutely! That would require them to. I know, bet they bow to. Uh, I bet they kneel to people. That would, be, that, that would mean <laughs> that they would have to be totally ostracized for the entire Fayetteville community. <laughs> be a wall built. You mean like you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Be a wall built on John's property. A <laughs> big ice wall. <laughs> It's hell fucking keeping the thing frozen here yeah, in the summer. Like, we have pretty brutal I picked, summers. I picked the property with the creek because it's a natural moat, so I don't have to build a wall. <laughs> See? And you're surrounded by forest, which you think that the coyotes will protect it's it. It's kind of like anybody a, that wants to come in from that way. It's kind of like the a tree hiking wall. will protect it. Yeah. People would have to walk. Tree wall. Tree wall. A troll. Troll. Hey. Oh, God, we're coming up with that. Tree. Worry. I think we're going too far into this. I think we are. I think we've we've come off the rails. Fuck it. Fuck it. I quit. Show's over. (laughs) Done. Fuck this shit. Oh, John's got it. John wants the thingy. John Morgan, ladies and gentlemen. John Morgan's here. The the Lenny Dykstra of Liberty. Big Charles, no, no Lenny Bruce, Lenny Bruce of Liberty. Lenny Bruce, yeah, he went to prison for saying dirty words on. Isn't that the stupidest fucking thing you've ever heard? Oh shit! Is this your entrance music? That's the Goonies opening music, isn't it? No, keep keep guessing. Oh, I saw it, so I'm not gonna guess anymore. I know you it. are great. Oh, uh, fucking Willow. <laughs> it is Willow, isn't it? It's John Williams. Yeah, Willow. God, they could. They never, nothing could save that movie, could it? Nothing could save it? Yeah, it No, sucked. it's not bad. It's t- no, I mean, it wasn't bad. It's pretty awful. But it was trying to It was trying to build a... Uh, I loved it when I was a child. I still, I still about, like it. I think it's an amazing, absolutely amazing movie. It's I like, thought it was... It's like one of my favorites. It was ambitious. It just didn't deliver. Like, it's, are you being facetious right now? <laughs> no. Willow didn't deliver. How could you say Willow didn't deliver? I just said it. I just and he actually, uses words, John. He uses words. And actually, I've read <laughs> the book series, two of the books. Oh, Mister Fancy Reedy Pants, and it, they weren't good either. <laughs> <laughs> like they had really cool ideas, but are just horribly fucking. I mean, it's like George Lucas. Well, George Lucas helped write it, so therefore, there you have it. I mean, great ideas, horrid. Horrid execution. We'll just get know. to get all these little people and. Uh, oh no! I don't know. I think I think Willow. I, don't know. I think, like I think Willow beats the pants off of the Lord of the Rings series. Are you fucking kidding absolutely? Me? You're I, not serious. No, with this. I'm absolutely serious. They used real people instead of fucking like a fucking skinny Elijah Wood supposed to be. a So hobbit. a race of midgets. 
Yeah, that's what they're supposed to look like, Chuck. They're not supposed to look like proportional people. It's not supposed to look like Kawaja no, Wood, but 5'1", no, but 4'2". No, that's what, exactly what they're supposed to look like. No, Do not challenge me on Dungeons & Dragons knowledge. They're you slightly, will lose. They're slightly broader. You know, they, they, they're not... They're not like They're not human dwarves, per- John. Where are you going with they're, this? They're, they're, they are. They're very similar no, to No, they're not. They're, the Nell ones are only hobbits. That's all they fucking are. I mean, I don't what know. is I don't know anything about what this? What is this? I can add nothing to this. <laughs> Elijah Wood does not look like a fucking hobbit. Yes, he looks like Frodo. He looks like no. He, he looks like Frodo is described in the face, but the but the way that I'm talking about the special effects. I'm talking about the way they did the feet. They would, they would have Frodo standing uh, further away, and then I know they did the, the guy playing tricks, Gimli, yeah. you know, standing way back because John Reese Davis, and then they you know, and then they have that is good fucking music right there. Um, that's what I'm saying. It fits the the whole film. Mm-hmm. The 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 quality of the music. Corresponds to <coughs> the quality of the plot, the story, the acting, the special effects, the real special effects where they actually now, got people that looked like the actual people. If the quality of the uh, of the music were going to fit the quality of the film, it would be Oingo Boingo from <laughs> beginning to fucking end. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Oingo Boingo, you say? <laughs> I've got to make sure I know who we're talking about here. It's a dead man's party. Who can ask for more? Boy, Oingo Boingo, Boingo needed to learn to edit themselves. That song is six minutes and a half long. Yeah, it was a... They actually made a cameo in Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. Back now, there's a great school. film. Hey, I'm in school over here. Look at this. <laughs> I'm in school in the moment. It's weird. <laughs> I get no respect. No respect at all. <laughs> give me two of those. Give me six of those. It's oh, on me. Back. Shakespeare for everybody. Did that come with a bowl of soup? <laughs> no. It's, There's something wrong. Oh, that's the ugliest hat I ever saw. They had like, they get a free bowl of soup, huh? <laughs> oh, it looks good on you, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all honesty, okay. I will say that I, I love that song. Um, that Willow was not, not bad. Willow was... It was far more ambitious than what it delivered. Like, uh, one of the funniest jokes in all of Life Short is what... Life's too short? Yeah. Was when he's, like, he's like, that's my poster for Willow. We've almost made the money back we spent on it. It's been like 30 fucking years. So, <laughs> Are you kidding me? There's a cult following. The movie's still making money. I like it. I would own it. You know, I mean, I would probably buy it digitally. I mean, I just bought Critters the other day, for fuck's sake. How do you justify that? Because it's great, is it? Yes. What about Critters Two? No, crittering? no, no. Critters One, so. Critters Three. Better than Critters Two, but what about Critters at that point? Four through eleven. I was I was waiting for Critters to, to tie in with Signs in some way. Really, <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Would have been hilarious. <laughs> Mel Gibson. His whole series, and he was going to see one of those awful aliens. Like, oh shit. <laughs> There was the critters that, the whole time. It was it was <laughs> it was tremors. It was tremors the whole fucking time. Remember tremors? Tremors are just earthworm critters. Earthworm Jim. Speaking of worms, uh oh, this I can feel this getting serious now. Dune turned down Oingo Boingo. Dune, who tried? Were you watching? I tried. It's rough, isn't it? It's bad. And I get all... But I was... Okay, this is something I did want to discuss, though. Some of the things I got just right, like 
I'm gonna. I only made it like 25 minutes in. No, you didn't get even get to the part where it was halfway decent. Well, I'm so sorry. I might have to watch. No, I'm, uh, but I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you for not making it. It's so. Sl- I mean, I'm I'm down with slow movies. Did so- you see the parallels between that and Game of Thrones though? Yeah, yeah, they at house this, yeah, uh, house Harkonnen, house this Atreides, stuff. all that yeah. stuff, and Leto Atreides is, is just Ned Stark. That's all he is. Yeah, that's uh, Michael Clark Duncan, the guy, the guy that's in, <laughs> it's, I can't think. John Coffee is uh, in fucking Dune. I'm thinking of the guy, the guy that's in all. Of, We're gonna have to go to Arrakis, boss. I'm thinking of the guy that's in all of oh, what's his face's shit. Um, uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, him. That's that's, him. that's Paul Atreides. His dad is Duke uh, Leto. Okay, who was doomed. But anyway, um. The spice, this, the spice, and it grants people prescience, <laughs> and you can fold time. Yeah, which was one Virginia the, Madsen's tell me all this. I'm like, really? Virginia yeah, that was Madsen? fucking dumb. How long but, you been? Um, but I like the, the some of the visual stuff. She it was, was quite a cutie steampunkish. Yeah, it's kind of steampunkish. Had some cool stuff in it. But one of the only things I got right is that, that the guild has these giant ships, and there it's like a just a big cylinder, and like these. Armada of ships fly into this fucking thing so they can move it. And they were talking about in the book how massive the ships are that uh, an armada of ships can exist with another armada of ships in the fucking ship, you know. And they would never know because they're just sequestered in their part of people who are going to fight a war will fly on the same ship without even being aware that they're in the same ship together with their enemies. Yep. Wow. But the I mean, and then the Harkonnen thing, so man, that like shit honey, was hard I to watch. The it had the, you missed the scene that really it's really disturbing. The at, on Getty Prime, which is the which is the home world of the Harkonnens, Vladimir Har- Harkonnen was, you know, he has all these surgeons w- with their eyes and ears and stuff sewn shut, huh. and you know the the stitches so are like there. the man in the box. <laughs> ow! Well, that's what ow, it looks like. Ow! Ow! That's a great ow, song. Ow, but ow, the best song ow. on that album was "Bleed the Freak." I don't know. I bet um, to the album. It was, a, it was a good album. I only know the hits from Alice in Chains, gotta be honest. Bleed the Freak, well, it wasn't a hit, but it should have been. It's one of those songs that really should have been. Like State of Love and Trust, that should have been a big hit, and it wasn't. Well, they didn't put it out for radio play. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, but anyway. Okay, uh, but now. I mean, we can go into Pearl Jam and all the songs the that they should have put out. <laughs> that's a show. In, that's a show. If in they itself. wanted to be the biggest band in the world forever, they probably could have been, at least throughout the 90s. Right. But Villanueva's, uh, I saw the, the casting decisions he's made, and um, I've noticed that he's made the Fremen black. They've made, he's made them African-Americans. So that's, I like that. I think that's a cool idea. Um, they're going to be some purists. They're going to be pissed because the Fremen are not black. In the book, they are not black. They're described as Caucasian, you know. Um, yeah, Jesus was Asian. Caucasian. <laughs> Thank you. No, he was I'll be here all week. He was, he was a Jew. No, um, he wasn't. That's what they want you to believe. <laughs> they being the globalists. Yeah, but Jew, um, but Jew is not a is not an ethnicity. He well, Jew, isn't Jew, it? Jew is a religious thing. Almost, I every, think it's both, isn't it? Almost everybody alive today that identifies as Jewish has very little, if any, actual uh, of Hebrew descent DNA. Oh, I can see They're that. Pretty much all white people. Sure. Cancel except for people. Mel Brooks. Yeah, he's really Jewish. He's a real heeb. I would say, I guess, I don't, I'm not a Jewish person, and I don't really care what they think, but I would say of Hebrew descent. Well, sure. I mean, because they've because they were, so they were kind of like, yeah. they were actually more genetically similar to modern day Palestinians. Is right. Brew less, if we call them brews, is that less offensive than heeb? I, I guess. I think it's offensive if you say, look at that fucking heeb. But if you're like, oh, look at that heeb. It's, oh, the heeb. it's okay. Oh, look at that heeb. 
Kai kind of bites though. Ooh. That one's kind of rough, right? Yeah, it is. It's, it's got that. It's got the hard, the hard K, double K's hard K. Yeah. It's at a third K, we got a problem. Yeah, we we really it's do. three Ks. That's the Ku Klux Klan. I don't know if you guys heard about them. Or they were you, up some some nasty stuff if, back in the day. If you make the K you sound throaty, it starts to sound German. Oh yeah. Then, yeah, like, then, then they all get spilkas in their connecticut's wing. That's all going downhill then. <laughs> <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Getting clamped. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Roman Empire is neither holy, no Roman, nor an empire. Discuss. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, uh, Zendaya is playing uh, Chani, which is the Fremen love interest of Paul Atreides. Uh, Oscar Isaac is playing Leto. Leto Atreides. fucking dope. He's, he's going to be really good at that role. Like, he's... he's all the casting is exactly how it should be. Jason Momoa is playing Duncan Idaho. Duncan Idaho. Jason Momoa. Duncan Idaho is a cool Hell fucking character. Yeah. And then you've got. Um, we got to put Keanu Cup. in here somewhere, baby. Well, Keanu's hot right now. Yeah, he really he's is. He's fucking killing. He could just be John Wick in Dune. <laughs> yeah. Like. I came here to kill. There, stuff. He had some kind of <laughs> some kind of passage thing he books with a jar of spice that he got when he was ten, or you know, that's how they do it. Like and, one of their ships. The, one of their ships falls to earth and kills his dog. And he's like. I gotta go, have to go to Arrakis now, yeah. and then he's riding a worm. I guess I have the, to kill everyone. He's riding one of those giant worms. <laughs> <laughs> and he has no. He's so fucking. He's just got cool guns. <laughs> Shooting people at super close range. <laughs> Punching people with a gun. Yeah, he that's, does. That's the coolest thing. <laughs> um, but no, that movie. I'm really excited for that movie um, because I did watch um, Blade Runner 2049 again the other day. Jesus, tap dancing Christ! What a fucking movie! It's a goddamn accomplishment, if you ask me. The big, the first twenty minutes, where you have Dave Bautista as that uh, Nexus Eight. He's just in it for a few minutes, right? Yeah, and uh, he's he's he's, a, he's an escaped Nexus Eight uh, replicant. And uh, have you seen it? Which one? What was Blade that? Runner, the new Blade Runner. I've not seen the new one. No. Okay. Well, you, if you I hope like it's the old ruin one. it for you. It's a it's a perfect bookend, man. They they the movies intertwine seamlessly. Yeah, that's what I heard. But uh, the Nexus Sixes were the ones that uh, Rudger Hauer and them were, and they had a, like a five year lifespan or something like that. Apparently, after that, the Nexus Eights came out and they had a regular lifespan, but they still weren't allowed to go you know around on Earth unsupervised. They weren't allowed on Earth willy nilly. So no gallivanting. It just shows uh, shows Dave Batista, you know, big. But he's broken down, but Bill still like a still like an old bull kind of, you know what I mean? And Ryan Gosling comes into his house and he sits down, and he's like, you know, are you this person? And he's like, uh, yeah. And he's, he's and then he says, well, um, you have a uh, medics pack and uh, all this stuff, and he said you're next. Basically, tell me you're Nexus Eight, so I got to take you in. And Dave Batista, and they're so, they're so calm and almost uh, not. Uh, so polite to each other to begin with, and then Dave Batista just grabs him and sticks his ass to a fucking wall, and then they're they're on it, they're fighting, and you know Gosling gets the shit kicked out of him to begin with because he's just smaller and not as strong, but then he just gets the better of him because he's younger and you know hits him in the throat, and you know it's a great fight, and then he kills him. But uh, that movie is so good, and it's almost even like Dune because. There are no redeeming qualities to that movie, as in the world. The world sucks. You know, the, the, the weather's a piece of shit. Everything's fucked up. Everybody's miserable as shit. You know, there's just no nothing good about Fucking it. Fucking advertisements everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And, just and, like here. 
And, you know, Dune is nobody's happy. There is literally no happy people in the book or the movie. So it's it's going to fit. By the end, they get kind of happy, I guess, because whatever. But well, Casey and the Sunshine Man played a big <laughs> concert. You, no, it was... Uh, it was... Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. <laughs> no, it was a uh, little... Uh, God damn it. Heartbeat is love beat. Heartbeat <laughs> is love beat. <laughs> oh, fuck. Tony DeFranco, the DeFranco family. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> but I, um, I was just... I, I saw that casting, and I, you know, I was like, that's a really cool idea. And I'd never... Um, had uh, considered that possibility that they would do that, that he would cast that way, and I'm I'm really I think the movie's going to be really great. So. Ladies and gentlemen, I am very fortunate to have as my first guest a new singing group whose Hell records yeah. are already selling in the millions. Word. And they are Jack making Benny. their television debut on my show. Ladies and gentlemen, the DeFranco family featuring Tony DeFranco. Do you wonder if they're Italian? <laughs> they put down plates of spaghetti. <laughs> they come in swinging bottles of Chianti. <laughs> and some, uh, they start throwing gabagool at the people <laughs> in the audience. This frisbee and salami out. <laughs> Jesus. That kid's a fucking... They sweat marinara. <laughs> I mean, all of them. They look like they're fucking... They come Alfredo sauce. This is offensive, right? No. I don't, there's nothing about this I like. No. Well, wait to the chorus. Okay. Okay, you got me. I'm in. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have hit for nothing. <laughs> it was referenced in uh, to, uh, Quentin Tarantino in the first five minutes of Reservoir Dogs. So I heard that. Uh, I heard Tony DeFranco and the DeFranco family heartbeat is love beat. I used to love that song. Steve Buscemi, boy, for that one. I love Steve Buscemi. Yeah, he's great and everything. This is terrible, though. Yes, it's awful. It's just awful. Isn't it's he dead? Who? Steve Buscemi? I think yeah. he's doing all right. Okay. I thought I he's he doing fine. No, I was, no, I was thinking that Tony DeFranco's dead. James Gandolfini. James Gandolfini's 100% dead. He's been dead for like seven or eight years. Yeah. Rest his, re, rest his soul. He was a big fan of the show. Yeah. He loved us. Should have come on. Yeah, well, he got the invite. Gave him directions. What are you going to do? I wonder if there is somebody out there famous who listens to the show. That would be the coolest. Probably the closest we got is um, Merlin Olson. I know he listens. Merlin Olson's dead. What? Sorry to break it. We lost him too. Jesus fuck. It's a hell of a thing, Merlin Olson. The day after Donald Trump's birthday, he finds out. On this, the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> fucking Luca Brazzi. <laughs> fucking idiot. Oh, fuck. I hope your false child is a masculine child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that that you know that he was actually that guy was actually practicing his lines. And he was not that's not acting. He was practicing his lines right there. Really? And they just recorded it. They're like, fine, this works. Yeah, was, like, was he that hard big, to work with? This fucking Goomba is gonna, you know. They're they're making a uh, Sopranos movie and Joey Coco Diaz is going to be in it. And I saw. I'm I heard about that. So excited! It's going to be good. I wonder who's going because he looks like Big Pussy. He'll be like Big Pussy's cousin. Yeah. Hey, I heard you guys dad. killed Big Pussy or something. He play his dad. Oh, it is a preak. Yeah. So yeah, he could play his dad. James Gandolfini's son. I bet you he's going to be a really good actor. Probably. I hope. 
I mean, I didn't really, fingers crossed. Fuck. Gandolfini, he was really good. I've seen him in the, what was that, The Last Castle? He played like a prison warden mm-hmm. or something. It was, he was pretty good. He's an 8mm, one of the most disturbing films. That was a very disturbing time. movie. Oh, uh, um, Peter Stamari is fucking Dino Velvet. I mean, of course, you got Nick Cage doing Nick Cage things. God. He was in, oh, where's the movie? Speaking. <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty good. laughs> I've heard about this snuff film and I need to find out about it. I, it's been a Nick Cage week. I watched Raising Arizona the other day. Did you? God. Such a great movie. So many awesome performances. Um, and then I watched Into the Spider Verse. Word. I watched it. It's fucking. Amazing! It's right? so fucking good, and I like the fact that it was Nick Cage's noir, noir Spider-Man. Spider-Man. He, I can't see it. Uh, the fucking Rubik's cube it all was black and white to him. You know, John um, has left the building. He's just now listening to things on his phone. He's got his headphones plugged. I can in. still hear you. You can. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? what um, was it as good as I built it up to be? Absolutely. Because I thought it was better, probably better. Actually, as good of a superhero movie as there is, really. Like it's just as far as it's fun. arguably it's arguably the best Spider-Man movie, arguably. Yeah, I mean it's better than those piece of shit Tobey Maguire ones. You know, the first two were okay, but this eh. is better than those. I like the fact that they made fun of Spider-Man Three in it. He's like, this happened. He started dancing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, they, that they, happened. But the uh, <laughs> I've only watched it once, but I thought it was fucking tremendous. Yeah, it was. It was definitely great. I mean, I, I liked. Uh, it's one of those movies that did all, did all the little things right. And just, you know, I was really, really happy with it. Um, Raising Arizona, of course, is one of the... It's been a long time since I've seen it, but it's fucking great. It's one of the earliest Coen brothers, and it's absolutely fucking spot on. It's one of their best. Hilarious, fucking... Just weird. It's very strange. Everybody, you know, everybody's in... It's, it's all the suburban... Arizona people, so they're all a bunch of rednecks, and <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen. It. I need to watch it again. Um, what's your favorite Coen Brothers movie? Have we talked about this before? We probably have. We have. Um, that's up there. Uh, I don't go back and forth. Old Brother Art, though, maybe it's pretty great. Um, the big, the big Lebowski. Holy fuck! I mean, that's just that's. Kind of a standout. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it, not least because of you know just the performances. Fucking John Goodman and and Jeff Bridges make the fucking thing. Yeah. I, I, the funniest quote is is that the dude is always calm, but you never get to see him really be calm in the movie because Walter's pissing him off the whole fucking time. <laughs> you know, <'cause, laughs> have you seen Inside Lewin Davis? I have not. It's uh, Oscar Isaac plays a folk singer. Okay, and it's really fucking good, and he can play and he can sing, and he does in the sure. movie. Of course, he can do it. But uh, it's not funny like other Cohen. There's little bits of funniness, I, I imagine, but other not all, Cohen, not all Cohen Brothers movies are True funny. Grit wasn't funny. Uh, no Country for Old Men has no comedy in it. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can laugh at some scenes, but not for well when he's fucking reasons with, normal people well, laugh. Well, when he's fucking with that guy at the fucking gas station, and he's like, uh, "Well, my wife's hate like." <laughs> You married into it. <laughs> there, there's that scene. Um, Fargo's funny. Oh, Harvey Javier Bardem is also in Dune. He's playing somebody. Oh, hell yeah. I don't know who's playing yet. Yeah, Inside Lou and Dave is I highly recommend that one. If you're a music guy, it's about an old folk singer. I've not seen Hell Caesar. 
It's okay. I heard it's not great. It's fine. I have Burn After Reading. I have not seen Burn After Reading. I loved it. So the Mini Steric Goats is awesome. Based on a true story. I don't think it's a Coen Brothers movie, is it? I believe it is. The Lady Killers is, but I didn't know. Um, But yeah, given my druthers, if I had to watch one every day, Big Lebowski. That's that's the way to go. No, it's a Grant Hesloff movie, apparently. But it seems like a goddamn Coen Brothers movie, right? It really does. I mean, I'll grant you that you're, you know, I thought Maybe they too. wrote it and they didn't. Well, it's, it's based on a book by John Ronson. Mm. But it just seems like a, it has Clooney and Jeff Bridges in it. It just seems like a fucking Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, it movie, does. You know? It really does. Stephen Root, who's amazing. Yeah, he's good in everything. My favorite, one of my favorite characters of him is uh, Jimmy James. From, uh, from news radio, news radio, because his one of the funniest things about him is that his arch nemesis is Johnny Johnson. <laughs> Patrick Warburton plays him. Patrick Warburton's <laughs> an underappreciated man. If you yeah, he really me. is. He's really just good. as a human. What about that? He's a great guy. As an actor, he's a hell of a guy. He's putty. He plays the same guy on everything. I have a deep voice and I look weirdly at things. Like, I always look like I don't like what's happening. <laughs> I'm vaguely displeased when I smile. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you guys been given any more thought to uh, the uh, summer playlist? I'm very disappointed in our, in our listeners. They haven't put together a Spotify playlist. They have not. I, I have one. Do you have one? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to turn it up right now. I don't know if you guys have heard this one okay. in, a, in a while. I like how it comes right in. Yeah. This is the uh, 1999 remaster. So. Oh, shit. I like that. Is that Rick James? Kind of a deep cut. You know, we haven't heard. Yeah. Don't hear this one very often. Huh. You know what? Go ahead and add this one to the list. What's it called? It's In the Way That You Use It. Okay. By Eric Clampton. Clampton? Clampton. You know Eric Clampton just killed his kid so he could get the... Inspiration to write a song. Tears in Heaven. Yeah, I've done things like that. I like that song. Pretty good. It's it gives pre- me an pretty, idea. Pretty good. That gives me a pretty good idea. I think I got one too. Let me turn you down here. Let's see. Uh, yeah. I'm just letting this ad play through. Okay. See, that's a different that's a different master. Yeah, you like that? How do you guys feel about it? I think it I, I mean, think it I feel it great about it. I think it kicks. I could definitely like be in the convertible yeah. with the as Chuck Dale would with say the, with the blonde in the in the front seat and the yeah, you got a big titty blonde and, and one of them's got and a machine gun. Yeah, and you're hitting the, the speed bumps just so her titties jiggle. Yeah. And she doesn't wear a bra. I mean, we're talking. She's got some balloons on her, Chuck. <laughs> we're talking Dolly Parton esque. And you know, you got that the port to the engine in the back, so you go back and forth with it. And Hell yeah! Whip that tail around. Yeah. Make that hair flip every, around. Everybody knows I ride around in a Porsche. That's my grocery getter. <laughs> you need a seat for you and a seat for your grocery bag. And they got my homeboy with a Tommy gun in the back, making sure no ruffians are about. Oh yeah. Babyface. Uh, Babyface Underwood, baby. Yeah. I'm going to start calling myself that. Please do. I think it's funny. Babyface Underwood. 
I think you're right. Because I have a baby face. I look like a seven-year-old. A really giant seven-year-old. Yeah. Samoan seven-year-old. You know, Samoan, Frost, Frost Jones. The you know Samoan seven-year-old. Samoans don't grow. They are born the size that they are. Man, you know that? That's rough. I know. It's like, is it like one of those like island like genetic it's, dwarfism type things? It's just an or? island thing. Like everybody's, if you're going to be like, it's, think of a famous Samoan, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, he of course is a mix between Samoan and African American and yeah. white and something or other. Yeah, African American person of color. Yeah, something like that. So he, when he was born, he was that size. He was just a big old brutish baby. It's a triple B. Triple B. Big Brutish Baby. So add these songs to the playlist, guys. <laughs> Those two right there. Oh, here's one. Wow. Jesus Christ. Why didn't I think about this? Hold on in one second. Oh, Jesus. You guys are going to love it. You guys are going to love it. You're going to shit. Huh? Oh, yeah. You know I think it is? A little bit of Winwood, baby, baby. Ooh, ooh. I almost want to freestyle over this. Uh. Turn my headphones up. Uh. I'm waiting. I can't freestyle. I don't think anybody really can. No, there's. Make it good. I think they have stock lines that they go back to, though. I've got an actual summer song. Do you? Yes. You don't think so, higher? Hold on a goddamn no, I'm saying, second. I'm saying it's got it in the title. I think I suggest you take it down 25% there, bud. This is a perfect summer song. Well, that's a, it's Winwood, and every, anything Winwood does is great. Where's my thing? I need to get a third one, Donna, just so we can all be hooked up at the same time. Sure. I think I might do it, because I have room for it over here on the board. Is it summer of 69 he's getting ready to play? No, I think he's gonna play. I think he's gonna play an, an, instru- an instrumental. Boy, I nailed it, didn't I? I had yeah. no idea. <laughs> okay, I've got one to, <clears throat> in the same category. I'm gonna take a second to find it here. We had a band and we tried real hard. Aggressive harmony. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. There's an aggressive harmony on this particular song that I am going to pull up. Okay. And you can hear it. It might even be the guy singing the lead, but you can tell he's really getting into it whenever they're singing. You guys are going to love it when I pull it up. It's going to be great. Mm. Mm. Geico makes it easy to get help. Ooh, Geico. Geico. Geico's been dropping some hits lately. Makes it easy with the lube that they send on their bills. John is anti-insurance, everybody. Put it in my rectum. Is this Britney Fox? This song is literally called Summer Song. Is this a Satch? Joe Satriani? Yeah. Had a real video. I love his videos. They're this, so terrible. This is the quintessential. He's got the sepia tone. It, it, you're in the convertible. Hairs. It's summertime. Doing summertime stuff. That is a great song. Oh, 
That just takes me down a, a road, though. Is it a old town road? No. Do you not want to take your horse to the old town road and perhaps ride till you can't no more? I can't. I, I can't countenance that shit. It's awful. I don't. How you know what? You think it's awful? Like, I can understand it being annoying because it's because that's it's what being I mean. It's, it's not awful. I mean, it's not. Right. A, see, it's not a hit for nothing. A, it doesn't. It doesn't get overplayed to me because I don't. I don't hear regular radio. I'm never around anybody playing regular radio, so I don't get bombarded. Bombarded. Well, shit, man. You, you go into the gas station. There's like a. There's like a big old hoss in there who's, who's in there all the time with a, with like a, like an '80s police mustache. That's the word. Who's, who's blasted? Who's got brought his boombox specifically so he can play Old Town Road through his entire show? How's the thing going with you bringing a boombox everywhere you go? Uh, it hasn't been happening. I haven't been able to find the right box. Can't find batteries. Can't find enough fucking batteries. <laughs> Had to take it alone for. Batteries. I have a pallet of batteries, and there's still not enough. <laughs> a pallet, a pallet, a skid. I have a skid. I bought a skid quantity of batteries, and it's still not enough to run this goddamn eight, 1983 Panasonic boombox. Panasonic. That's right, baby. So, kind of a funny story. Joe Satriani, my brother, was really like obsessed with him. I remember. And we, and we would listen. We'd listen to it like in the van, stuff driving around. You know, when, when my dad would drive us around because we were too young to drive. And he, he was a pretty hardcore Christian at that point. And he, he would just like sit there and just like, you know, he would he would allow it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like this is <laughs> this is the kind of music it is. It's instrumental melodic guitar music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with like nice solid rhythms underneath. Yeah, it. with like it's like well everybody's produced. a virtuoso in this band. And it's yeah, it's tasteful. And uh, one day, Dad just sitting there, looks like he's sweating bullets, and he's just like, <laughs> "So, uh, boys, what happens when you take the R's and the I's out of Satriani?" Oh Jesus, Satan! Satan! <laughs> he was dead serious. <laughs> I oh see. I want that to be the title of the show, but it's real wordy. Yeah. What happens when you take the R's <laughs> and the I's out of Satriani? I want to try it though. Satan, Riani. <laughs> True story oh, Man that's something <laughs> What kind of discussion Did that spark I, th- I think it just Kind of got real quiet And Will, Will and I Just kind of looked Out the window And we're like Man we've got Some ammo for later <laughs> Thank you We're going to discuss This for years <laughs> to come <laughs> uh, Well My mom And she was never Like this She She Was watching One of those uh, Christian Films about, I mean, uh, documentaries about how they have backmasking and stuff in music, and she started to believe it, and that was one of the weirdest moments of my life because my mother, who had never been really Christian, I mean, none of us have ever been people of faith, to be quite honest. You are people of color, though. Yes. See, us Appalachians, we have that sporadic faith where all of a sudden you're a serious Christian and you're concerned about someone's soul. <laughs> right. right. But, uh, and she was like, I, I don't think you should listen to. To, you know ACDC or that stuff anymore it, You know it, it will affect you It's proven I'm like who's this proven by And <laughs> she didn't like to hear that What are some examples of like some shit That they thought they were putting messages in I know the Beatles did it Yeah but I mean they did it Because they were fucking they <laughs> well, were literally fucking with their it's fans It's not the back masking shit It's the oh, it's, a, it's the The bogus bullshit they attributed to them You know what ACDC stands for don't you After Christ devil comes Antichrist Devil's Children. Now my, Get the no. fuck out of here! This is another ACDC st- was a rock band. My, my yeah. dad told me that ACDC stood for ACDC means ACDC means you go both ways, means you're gay. 
Well, it does. And then, but and then, and then um, so we were at uh, Waves of Fun. Oh hell yeah, and Hurricane! We, <laughs> this story is already great. Yeah, <laughs> you should see that place now, though. You can't not have a great day at Ways of Fun. They spent like four million dollars renovating that entire park, except for the water park. But the whole park around it, with all the baseball fields, all turf now. The oh, soccer neat. fields are turf. It's fucking dope now. So you got to walk up the uh, like the concrete stair pads to get up to the top of the slide. Yeah, and there are these two little kind of like hellion little kids, you know, running freely around. Singing ACDC They were singing the song Highway to hell Bang. And there were like two And they were like You know just running up the stairs And my dad stops them And says No <laughs> Screams at him And says Don't sing that That's a bad song Oh my god Like somebody's kids Some random person's kids He didn't even know And then And then I, I was kind of like Behind him And then somehow Dad got behind us Or something Or he I don't know He went down the slide Or something And as soon as they got uh, Away from him They started going Highway <laughs> <laughs> it started getting louder and louder, and I saw him several times continuously singing the song. But that—that's another like that's a perfect example of like why, uh, you know, why my brother and I kind of had like some weird like issues with like public embarrassment mm-hmm. because that was just like stuff like that was just regular occurrence. See, we're my family. My family's the opposite. We don't. I mean, don't make don't don't try to make a scene or no just barely even embarrass each other you yeah. know it's it's except my dad would well I mean if we went out to eat and our food was wrong then my dad would make a scene would he you want to talk oh about God, making a, are you, you want, kidding you want to talk about making a scene it's a great fucking song it's fucking so great we were riff. so we were in Mexico <laughs> and uh, we were on like this like small charter snorkeling boat right it's just like. Kind of like a like a a John boat, maybe four times the size of a John boat, but you know, seaworthy, with like a Mexican guy and his son, just like taking us out. We're gonna take you out to the reef and let you snorkel around and make sure you you know don't drown and shit, and you give us whatever ten ten bucks or what you know whatever it was. And so we're out there, and Dad wore shorts, but he didn't wear his trunks to go snorkeling. We're in this out in the open sea of the boat, but there's other boats around because it's like a really popular snorkeling area and there's this big like cruise ship just full of Mexicans. I mean, they're like, they're neck and neck on the on the bow of the boat, two, three stories. Um, yeah. We're looking at us and like several stories up so they can look down into the boat as well. And my dad drops his drawers in front of all of them. It's, it's like spread eagle in front of them and acts like he's being all sleek and and everybody there underwear and all everybody in the boat yeah man what a, what a guy. every every single mexican in the boat is pointing and laughing at him the two mexicans in our boat that we hired are laughing and to getting red face and his whole family is embarrassed except my mom cuz she didn't give a fuck why and, and he do goes it? and he goes uh, he acts like real sleek and he goes do you notice how i'm uh changing here boys <laughs> and i'm not sure if he was trying to teach us something about culture like it's okay to just take your clothes off in mexico because it's a third world country <laughs> or if he thought or if he thought he was being so sleek that nobody was noticing his balls shimmering in the sun <laughs> and 300 mexicans pointing and laughing at him <laughs> balls shimmering in the sun needless to say that's something he was a bit of an exhibitionist i get man that just didn't seem to go along with the Christian thing. This is pre- this is pre- oh, pre-Christian. Yes, he was. Right. This is when we were still a family, and he was secular. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus destroyed my family. <laughs> no, my family got destroyed, and then Jesus got involved, and it got. Jesus compl- didn't make the matters any and, better. And, yeah, <laughs> things got more complicated. Right. <laughs> 
Oh, fuck. This is a great song, though. Yeah, it is. How the heck? I don't say cuss words. I'm, so. a, I'm a big... Uh, I'm a... More of a Bon Scott ACDC guy. I'm not a, I'm not an ACDC fan. I've never listened to them except for now on purpose. Like I don't seek them out, but when they're on, I'm like, fuck yeah. Well, <laughs> rednecks ruin a lot of ACDC. Yeah, because they cram it down your fucking throat. Yeah, and I, I have never been able to fully appreciate ACDC for that reason. Yeah, it, it's the worst. The same reason I I will never really be able to like Leonard Skinner. Yeah, Leonard Skinner is a phenomenal fucking rock. They band. really are. They, they really are. They are They're tremendous. They are, but I can never appreciate. I know them. it's so hard. Oh <laughs> shit! Well, shit. Speaking of that, you gonna play Simple Man? Give me three steps. Hold on. See, that's one thing about them. Um, the Give me three steps. It's a song about a guy kind of being a coward, and that's not well. Big no, and not really. It's a guy getting a gun put in his face. He's trying to get out of the fucking bar before he gets shot. Yeah, that's not being right. a coward. That's just being uh, okay. Got to be smart. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. go along with redneck culture. <laughs> I've got you turned right. up. I've got you turned. A real redneck ninja would have slapped that gun right out of his hand, spit tobacco in his eye. Hell yeah! And then throat kicked and him. Yeah, I, it's just so hard to love this song. It's so good. You got all the black women singing back up in it. Well, you that's, got that's everything. The thing. I was. You you get the. You hear it come on, you're like, oh, fuck. And then you sit down and listen to the song, and you realize how great of a fucking song it is. Like, it was on Freebird. Freebird is on Forrest Gump. Yeah, it is. And it was on Forrest Gump, this song is. And that's when I truly just thought about how great of a fucking song it is. You know, I love those moments where there's a song that's just transcendent. Even people who don't like each other sing it together because it's just that kind of moment. Pink Floyd, Wish You Were Here is that kind of song. Yeah. Um... I was working in a kitchen where that was a really bad time. Uh, that was right after the divorce. And nobody liked me because I didn't like myself. So, but we were all singing it. You know what I mean? It was a really one of those moments and everybody was into it. You and know the, I mean? the little Neil Young diss? Right yeah, here. yeah. But it was a good natured diss. Oh, yeah, because he, he was buried in a Neil Young shirt. Yeah. That's what they say. We don't know that for a fact. He was wearing in uh, Tonight's the Night Neil Young shirt. It's awesome. But yeah, Neil Young had a Southern Man in Alabama. He had a whole bunch, a couple of shots there at the Southern culture. Yeah. Which, you know, probably well-deserved sure. in the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. And uh, they, they, didn't like, they didn't like it that much. But God, what a song. The fucking guitar works tremendous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, just, the, just the, the audio quality of it, too. You're not listening to it in a loud bar. You got headphones on. You're right. act, you actually listen to what they did in the studio. It's Less Paul's through Marshall Stacks. Just great sound. Yeah, great tones. Yeah. Not not overly produced or anything. Yeah. Just like I feel like this was probably recorded as live as you possibly could. Like they probably had isolation booths and stuff, but they probably played together when they recorded it. You had all the black lady backup singers together. Yeah. It's pretty pretty tremendous stuff, man. Yeah, it is. Really love it. Hmm. I just realized something that's gonna make me uncomfortable calling attention to. Do it. It's Father's Day. <laughs> Tomorrow's Father's Day. Oh, tomorrow is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You need to call your dad. Call him live on the show. This will be great. <laughs> I'm not doing John call your See, we don't have to worry, about, we don't <laughs> have to worry <laughs> about that shit. Yeah. Hey, you, uh, you Matt Shelton joined the Dead Dad's Club. <laughs> oh, did he? he yeah. Did. Yeah. That's awful. Hell yeah, he did. Hold on. That deserves some kind of uh, deserves some recognition here. I did not know his father at all. Yeah, I know him a little bit. Not a whole lot. But uh, here's to Matt Shelton's dad joining the Dead's Dad, or Matt Shelton joining the Dead Dad's Club. <laughs> yeah So congratulations buddy <laughs> You are now the fruit 
Punish you're, him. You're no longer the fruit of his loins. You are the father, Pater Familius. Yes. It feels good to have one of them gone. There's only one parent to disappoint now, bruh. Yeah. That's the best. It is the best. <laughs> That reduces, I'm such your, an asshole. that reduces your suffering by at least fifty uh, percent, man. 50%. You don't have to worry. There's one less person to worry about disappointing. Yeah, that's. I like, think he's single now, so he doesn't have to worry about that either. Disappointing a woman. Freedom. <laughs> he's single, ready to mingle. <laughs> if he's anything like me, he doesn't mingle at all. Yeah, there shall be no mingling. But I wanted to play this right here. Because I was talking about the um, aggressive harmony. I think this is the fish. Of course, there's going to be an ad before it. Oh, maybe not. Oh, yeah. This is a good summer song. It, Hell, yeah. It was a huge hit. Rightly so. I wanted to hear this song so bad after the first time I heard it, and I would continuously listen to the radio just waiting for it to come on. Was Brian Wilson in the band at this time? I don't, I think, don't think so. I think he was still in bed. Still in bed? Yeah. Memory light. He stayed in bed for seven or eight years. Yeah. I can relate. He well, he he went legitimately nuts. Legitimately nuts. You need to watch that movie. Uh, I forget what it's called, but Paul Dano plays a young Brian Wilson, and then John Cusack plays him when he's older. Yeah, it's really good. I'm, I'm sure. I, and then Paul Dano is a great actor. Then there's a. Uh, I think here it comes. I think, I think the guy singing the lead is a bit aggressive. I think John Stamos is in the bar at this time. I think he was playing drums for him at this time. Yeah. <laughs> you know Dan Wilson from uh, Semisonic is one of their sons. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Anna and Nancy Wilson, their cousins. I, mean, I can't confirm it's that. It's just... <laughs> you just made that shit I think up. Dan Wilson from... Uh, Semi Sonic is one of their songs. Okay. So. Speaking of summer, I watched uh, I watched Summer School the other day. It's Hell a, yeah! It was a uh, Mark Harmon vehicle. Fuck yeah, Mark Harmon! It was. It's a good movie. Like it's a uh, it's a Carl Reiner directed it, and you could just tell that somebody who knows how to put just. I mean, it's it was made on a nothing budget, more than likely. Mark Harmon and Kirstie Alley are really the only stars in the fucking thing. And Back when Kirstie Alley was a fucking snipe, she was yeah she was cute in that movie. Um, it had, you know. Do you remember that movie? I don't know. See, it was about summer. School. Courtney Thorne Smith was in it. Oh yeah, yeah. She I was. Might if I saw very young. She that. has a real prominent jaw. I like that. I like a guy that looks like she can take a punch. <laughs> she played a surfer girl in it, surfer type girl who was. And then you had. Uh, well, that reminds me of another song. No, I mean Mark Harmon played a gym teacher who got, you know, roped into teaching remedial English over the summer. And of course, you had this misfit cast of characters, and uh, everybody's so different. Two of the guys was uh, it was Chainsaw and Dave. Um, they were big into Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and they would do shit like, you know, with makeup and shit and freak freak teachers. I mean, it, man, it had its moments where it was really, really great. I mean, it was is eminently watchable. I mean, I'm, it's one of my. It's good to go back and watch some of that shit. I watched uh, River's Edge, yeah, which has Keanu. And just That's a, bunch a really of, old one. Isn't it? Who's the uh, the guy that was in Willard? Uh, and he was in Back to the Future. That's uh, pl- kind of talks like Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover, yeah. yeah. He's in it, and it's like a girl gets murdered, and everybody's just shockingly cavalier about the entire thing. A guy murders a, woman, a girl by the uh, 
by the river on the river's edge. Yeah. And like nobody's going to the cops right away. Like they fight. Like he comes and confesses to his friends, and they're just like, "Well, I guess when I we mean, get I home, I guess we'll things th- happen." I don't know, man. I guess at some point somebody will have to tell somebody about it. Yeah, I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> 80s kids were fucking crazy. It was like the Goonies, not Goonies, but uh, Stand by Me. If they were the ones that killed the guy, and, you know, they found the dead body or whatever. That was the 50s. Oh yeah. Well, this it was, was made in the 80s, but it was this was set in the 80s though. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. But still, it was a lot like that. 80s movies were kind of like that, you know. 80s, just, 80s movies are odd. Like, I mean, we're they, going through a Keanu sans right now. Yeah, we really are. Keanu's in. He's uh, in everything. Fucking uh, and deservedly so. Bill I and love Ted. It. They're getting ready to make another Bill and Ted movie. Yeah, and he's in. I love it. They're both in. Yeah, Keanu doesn't give a fuck. He was just in like a. There's a Netflix movie called Always Be My Maybe. I saw that. I hear it's really good. The, yeah, the uh, little Asian girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a stand-up comedian and she is tremendous. Yeah, and I saw that. It's like really sad because the guy loves her and she doesn't love him back. Yeah, he's in the friend zone forever. And Keanu's in that for a minute, like as himself. Yeah, and he like walks across the room and it plays like some. It would be like it would be comparable to, to the scene in uh, Wayne's World. Yeah, Dreamweaver. Dreamweaver. Yeah. It's a lot like that scene. <laughs> I haven't seen the whole. Thank movie you, yet. Dream Lady. <laughs> I know. I love you, Dream Lady. At the end, yeah. And every. I love he, you, Goth. He's in uh, that video game is getting ready to come out. He. Uh, Cyberpunk 77 or something Yeah I saw that It looks kind of cool He's uh, of course John Wick's huge right now I think it might be Among the best action franchises It's arguably the Just best. for like the most ridiculous action I still I still think the first one's best Oh the first one is the best Yeah and just The motivation uh, is so it, it gets into this weird underworld like, Yeah and I like the fact that that I, I don't need everything Some things are better left to the imagination Like uh, like Star Wars, I really didn't need the prequels, especially in the sense they were done so shitty. But I don't need to know. You know, those are some people's favorites. Well, they they were probably kids when they came out. I need yeah. the prequels to not be part of my existence. Yeah, they're awful. Yeah, they really are. I mean, you can find Episode Two is one of the worst movies ever made. You episode can, One is watchable. Can, it had the three, pod race. It had Darth Maul. And three has good things. Has the dark ending mm-hmm. that they kind of did well. Which rumored it was rumored that George Lucas directed the first half, and they saw it was going completely south. So it was rumored that Steven Spielberg was brought in to save it because he offered to direct the third movie. Damn! And George Lucas wouldn't let him do it because his pride was so injured. <laughs> George Lucas. <laughs> Here's what you, you know, I'll teach you, I'll teach you a little, I'll teach you, I'll teach you how to make a movie. <laughs> is that your Spielberg impression? It's pretty good. No, this is Lucas. Lucas. I always is thought it, George Lucas sounded more uh, like uh, this. I got you, this big ranch. What you do, what you do is you, <laughs> Skywalker ranch. The first, the first part, the first part of, of the film, you you introduce the characters. Yeah. And then the second yeah. part, they they get into they get yeah. into a mess that, that you don't think that they can possibly ever get out of. Yeah. And then, the, and then the third scene, they get out of it. <laughs> that's that's drama. It's the hero's journey, really. It's just the hero's journey. You know, and the Talking thing about it was, is that he, at one point, had made a really good movie, American he, Graffiti. Yes, he he made a piece of shit that totally uh, American Graffiti too. Well, I don't think he was even the Graffiti. I don't know if he made that one. Um, he he did make a movie that was so bad with a budget big enough to destroy American Zoetrope. The uh, the. Film company that Francis Ford Coppola put together. Mm-hmm. It was THX eleven eighty whatever it was. Yeah, it destroyed the company. Like it was, it was completely folded. But it was actually really awesome. I haven't seen it. Which movie is it? THX THX eleven thirty eight. Or I've heard of it. I, I, yeah, I, I just noticed THX. I forget what the number. It's is. 
it was ambitious and it was I'm not saying it was bad but I'm saying that uh, to a point and then he made Star Wars of course but again go back and watch Star Wars with an honest eye it's not good I mean it, it it's no um Empire we tried, we tried uh, that one time. We were like, let's watch the first Star Wars. And we're like 20 minutes into it. Let's watch the newest Star Wars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's watch The Empire Strikes Back only. <laughs> I mean, that's the only one. You know, I would like to see some of these people who are remaking, the, like reshooting the Star Wars. Like you guys have seen the the uh, Vader Kenobi fight. Yeah, it was you? tremendous. It's fucking awesome. It took, that guy, it took him two years to make that. You know, wow. And um just that little bit of that little bit of a scene, that four minute. He scene. was so yeah. Um, I would like to see some of these new people get a crack at it. These people who, you know, people that are up. Like there's this guy I follow on uh, on uh, Facebook and Instagram, Boss Logic. He was just making photoshops of uh, nerdy stuff because he liked mm-hmm. he likes it and he has spare time and he'd spend a few hours making these photoshops for, for posters for movies. And Disney saw it. And they're like, "Hey, you want a job?" Yeah, and he's like, well, "Yeah, fuck." Yeah, yeah, of course. Because <laughs> he's that's like a fucking skill like that I don't have. Just like really studying Photoshop and and making fucking amazing things like graphic design. Yeah. out of it. And he doesn't have a degree. I can't imagine. He's just a guy that got probably got a uh, murked copy of it mm-hmm. and uh, started, fucking mastered started it. And his shit is really good. Yeah, his shit is really. I've good. heard of him. I mean that's that's the thing all that stuff like like recording software anything like that. There are tutorials in the software that tell you how to do the shit. Mm-hmm. You don't need a professor to fucking read and follow directions and figure out how to do shit. I taught myself how to be you know a, a sound engineer. Yeah, um, with with the, the software that I had, the internet. Rogan's producer uh, Jamie. He was uh, went to school for. He went to uh, sound. He's a sound engineer officially. And he's like, but everything I learned is now obsolete. And anytime something new comes out, I just watch a half hour tutorial video on how to do everything, and then I fiddle around with it, and then I, I'm I know how to do it now. Uh, there's no reason for school for this stuff anymore. That's for the people that create it. Of course, they probably went to school in the '80s, and <laughs> they've created all this new software, like the shit we run here that we record on. This is a free open plat. They, they update it all the time. Whoever wants to, they have the code. They can get in there and, and fix stuff to it. And mm-hmm. Could you imagine if in the 60s you just got like a, a fucking free reel-to-reel with a free soundboard, a free compressor, and a free reverb unit to record? Every band got that for yeah. free? <laughs> That's what we have. We yeah. have it now all the time. Yeah. Only yeah. better. That's what I'm, I mean. For all this stuff I have... Maybe two hundred dollars is in it. Mm-hmm. That's just Maybe. the hardware. Just the hardware. The software's free. Well, and you know, it's it's. There's never been a better time for people to create and and do you know wondrous things. I think it's. Uh, I think it's really cool. I mean, that guy made that Darth Maul film. It was like a Darth that was Maul. awesome too. Yeah, and and he got it. I mean, he was able to. Kevin Smith, you know, of course, it was the '90s, but he shot. Clerks, you know, all by himself and on two hundred thousand dollar budget or something. Yeah, but he was he was using credit cards. He was he was paying yeah. off credit cards with other credit cards, and apparently that's a really bad idea because it gets you so in debt. He was so bank. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was banking on. Um, he's 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 he was come out the other end pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he's he, doing well now. Now he does only what he wants exactly, and that's the, that's the life. That's perfect. I mean, I like my job and everything, but you get to a point where you just want to. Explore who you are and do what you want to do, and like sexually, like like gay mm. stuff. Sure, why not? I mean, that yeah, too. Dude. Hell yeah! 
That's very brave. <laughs> Stunning and brave, one would say. Well, but I mean, but it also takes just a little bit of drive and 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 ambition. I started writing actually at work longhand a story idea that I just, you know, it was, and I've got about three pages. You know, just is that a favorite thing? Sure. Let's get into it. Favorite things. Boom it's going to be a long-winded uh, explanation. That's fine. Who gives a shit? We have all the time in the world. Copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Time for favorite things. Episode two fifteen. Can you believe we've been doing this for four fucking years? I know. This is insane. This is longer than anything I've ever done. Lasted longer. Absolutely. Except for my uh, my ex-wife, we were together for like eight years or something like that. But uh, I didn't know that. But like as far as like any bands I've been in, jobs. Job? No, not jobs. Yeah, you've been longer than four years at a job. Yeah, I've absolutely been longer than four years at a job. But this is definitely longer than any creative thing I've ever yeah. done. And I'd just like to thank you guys for ruining my fucking life. You're welcome. Thank you. That's what oh, I'm here for. Lifting weights. I've been lifting weights for 25 years. Yeah, that's uh, not creative though. Oh, no, no, it's been longer than that. It's you, been. You come up with with ideas and stuff. When you're exercising. I do. Mm. It's constructive. Yeah, it's not a complete. Fucking uh, well, and I was going to say a favorite detriment, uh, a discovery about yourself. Uh, that's a favorite thing for me this week. I lifted every day, and I got stronger every day. Hell yeah! I mean, it was literally like I benched, and you weren't too, you weren't sore because you're not killing yourself. I benched four times. I benched four times, and I got stronger every bench day. That's insane. Like, but I, but I, that's something that I've always been good at, and I just realized about myself when I was telling somebody about it at work because I told him, he was like, man, that's a lot of. You know, that's an endurance thing. If I'm set to a task, I am tireless. Like, I have literally, like, there was a, like, it's it's a Coke, like to shove one up in a furnace. Coke, like Coca-Cola? Like refined coal. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like been burned, and then it's, you know. It's coal that they've taken, they've burned some of the impurities out so that it's a hotter, more efficient fuel. Right yeah, and it's really, like, gets things super hot. But they use well, for steel shit. I didn't know that <laughs> that's what this was around the furnace. It was waist deep, and it was from here back to that wall, pretty much. It's about 30 feet. I shoveled all of it into the fucking furnace. Hell yeah. And... Did it so fast that nobody was around to tell me not to do that. <laughs> I didn't get in trouble because they they appreciated how hard I was working. But there was like, oh man, you didn't have they to. Do like, that. They were like, uh, <laughs> can you dig some of that out because that's really gonna make shit really super hot and we don't need it to be that hot. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> um, human excavator. I mean, that was that's the way it was when I worked on the railroad. Like, I get, the live long day. I, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I get so into something, and, and and then my brain just switches off. It's like sometimes you have a, just, have the opposite of ADD. Yeah, uh, you know you're gonna make it work for you, but um, but you're an I you're an ISFJ. Yeah, you're we, a classic ISFJ. We were reading about um, for anybody that's into the MBTI types. We were you know read a little bit about it. It was describing some of some of the things you know problems that I that those typically have, and it, some of them were like fit you pretty. Put you pretty well. That doesn't sound. I mean, is it bad? No, we we had a conversation about it when like via message. It's been a while. Oh, where we were we were looking at like we were looking at like oh like these are some of the pitfalls that you have as as, and it was like just describing some of your problems. It's like this is it's not like it's just some things are just. I'm not trying to be like determinist or defeatist or fatalist or whatever, but there are some things that like. Oh, this is why I'm this way. It's right. Because I'm. It's fucking. 
part of my DNA. It's like I'm, I'm somewhat to some degree. I, it's like I'm, you know, my personality is making me be this way. Yeah, and if and if you acknowledge that, then you can. It makes it easier to either to, to overcome those things or to accept them. Right, and use them to your advantage. Yeah. Well, I'm the midnight shift has again messed with me really mentally. This whole week has been horrid. Yeah, you got put on midnight just for this week. Yeah, and I. I had to call an ambulance. Oh, is that a favorite thing? <laughs> I like the wee 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 and the lights. Yeah, and the way that they drive like like recklessly, even yeah. when there's not an emergency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they checked my blood pressure, and at first it was two hundred over one twenty three. Jesus tits. Yeah, it was a stroke. I don't know what stroke means. level. Um, it's not it's, good. It sounds high. And then they took it again, and they used a bigger cuff. Like my arms are too big for the cuffs, so that I'll give you a. It's a bit of a humble brag, if you ask me. Well, no, it's. I mean, even if I was fat, even if it was just the fact that I was fat, my arms are just too big for the cuffs. So that makes it go up, you know, like thirty points. So it was still like one sixty over something, which is still not good. But it freaked me out. They sent me home. Like it freaked. I looked so terrible that it freaked my boss out. He's the one who called the ambulance because I took my glasses off. I walked in the office. I said, "Man, I'm really not feeling good." And I took my glasses off. He's like, "Yeah, we need to get somebody out, and we're calling the ambulance for you." Because I was white, with black circles under my eyes. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> what they determine? Well, what brought it? They on? don't really know. Dehydrated. I think it might have been a uh, severe, <laughs> severe anxiety attack coupled with exhaustion and stuff like that, and it was really just fucking with me. Huh. So. Yeah, it's amazing how much, how much the brain. Like like having a problem in your mind can fuck up your body. Yeah, I mean it's just it's been it's been a complete shit week, and today was just the topper. Yeah, but you said you lifted weights every day. Well, I mean stronger every day. So well, it's not I did. All there bad. was that, but the, you know it's almost like I exist in that. That's when I get the most done is when I'm in that awful place where I just feel awful because I'm just trying to do something to make myself feel better, you know. So I did that, and then I wrote, and the story was, it's a story that I had from a long time ago, and it's solid. I mean. What's the synopsis? Okay, of the beginning at least. There's a a dwarf and and, uh, and a human kid, and they're shoeing a horse. They prefer to be called half men. <laughs> yeah, he's. Um, there was an imp. Yeah, there was a. I can't even think of anything else funny. Um, but and the and the and the dwarf is the uh, kid's foster dad. Like his parents had gotten killed. It's in this. It's in the Dragonlance world, Kryn, but there's this other continent called Talatus. and it's in this place. It's like um, they're called the Rainward Isles, and it's just a lot like Seattle. It's really rainy, but it's really you know everybody's real pretentious. <laughs> there's a lot of coffee houses. Yeah, everybody's wearing flannel. <laughs> a lot of garage bands. You know, everybody's garage bands with people playing the lute. People wear and, people uh, with beards <laughs> and flannel. And they wear glasses even though they don't need them. Yeah, I've never done that, um, but. The kid is like from this royal, of course, like any other, you know, by rote fantasy story. I mean, this one was started when I was much younger, so there's not. The truth is going to be in the details, not in the overriding thing. But anyway, he's part of this royal family, and there's this crown that has to be picked up. Um, and this royal family is the only one that can touch it because it'll kill anybody else. And so this, the coolest part about it is, is that in this world. There was this big thing about the, the good, evil, neutrality, and how neutrality is a pendulum and it swings back and forth, and how the, all these gods are trying to keep everything in balance because that's the only way everything works. 
it's a really cool like the people who created this are the original Dungeons and Dragons people, Margaret Weiss, Tracy Hickman, which me and Margaret Weiss had kind of like a, a Twitter friendship. You guys on. had sex that one time. <laughs> she's like 85. Hey, man. She's awesome. Like, she was really nice and actually direct messaged me. Like, like, really? Yeah, we were talking. And I was telling her about stuff. Isn't Twitter just so much more productive I, yeah, than Facebook? And, yeah, I mean... I, <laughs> That's a, that's a whole other thing. Uh, the guy from uh, Deadpool 2 started retweeting and talking to me. Deborah Messing did over the... Remember when that... Yeah. Thing? Yeah. I mean, that was the coolest the thing ever. from Deadpool 2? Um, Rob... Schneider? No. He's, he plays the the just regular guy who was in the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was... I put up stuff about the West Virginia teacher strike and about, you know, and was owning all these fucking assholes left and right about all this stuff. And they were like, 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 you know, as I felt pretty good about it. But anyway... Uh, and that story goes, and there's these uh, this elven woman shows up in the in the town, and she's got a hill giant as her escort, and it's like you know, I've been called a hill giant before. <laughs> you actually resemble one, <laughs> um, but then she comes to him and says, "But anyway, he's going to have to go through this place, and you know, there's I, I mean, it's it's a really cool idea. I can actually keep it going, and it's one of those that has essentially written itself." Right on. And one of the reasons I got into that is I started reading, you know, that's the other favorite thing. There's a, in Dragonlance Chronicles, two of the main characters are Tannis Half-Elven and Flint Fireforge. And Tannis is a, of course, as his name implies, the product of a rape. And the, basically the ruler of this elven city, it's his sisters. They're the kid. Keebler, Keebler so, elves? <laughs> I mean, no, cookies? they're the, uh. And trees? <laughs> well, oddly, stripe all day. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Um, <laughs> But they're introduced later on in life, like those characters. Uh, they don't mention the friendship in the in the chronicles. Well, this these two writers wrote this book about that, and Flint is this dwarf who comes to do metalwork at the Speaker of the Sun's request. It's the ruler of you know of the city, and it's one of my favorite books. Not because of the acts or anything like that, because of the, the friendship and the quiet moments and the characterizations. I don't think I've I've read another book that makes me feel that warm. And I was I was freaking out and been freaking out for a couple of days, so I started to read it to to calm calm me down. <laughs> and um, that's where I got the idea to write in this world again. It's like it makes me feel good to do that, calms me down, makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something and dealing with the shit I've been going through. So. Yeah. You know that was a. Uh, so you got three pages, four, four, shit, and they're handwritten. So that would be you know like eight double space typed. You know, um, the, like I said, they were shooting the horse, and then they go to this bar. So the or, or like an inn tavern. You know, it's not a bar; it's like a a quiet place, like an Irish pub, basically, to have a drink. And then the elven woman comes in and says, "I'm looking for so and so," and. But no, she doesn't. That's I'm writing it in my head right now. She doesn't even deviate. She just looks at the kid and walks over to him because she just knows. You know what I mean? So uh, I I can't wait to see that play out. I've got one of the coolest characters I came up with is um, in Dragonlance. There's a race called the Kinder, and they're kind of, they're short too, but they're slender. They're not like hobbits, and they're so curious and steal shit not because they're thieves, just because they're curious. And they're, and they're incessantly cheerful. They're so such cheerful, nice 
people, but they drive everybody else crazy because they just because there's they, little they, they rapscallions. Just, they, they, yeah, they break into your house and you know, and then they'll say things like, "I'm glad, I'm glad I found that." Or you might have lost it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they say, and 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 one of the best characters is Tasselhoff Burfoot. He's kind of like Ernest T. Bass. You can't help but like him. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, minus the wild laughter, but um, <laughs> but there's um, I wrote one that's. The only thing he's been curious about is weapons. So he's taught himself how to be this sword master just from being curious, you know what I mean? Because he'll just he'll get so into it. And um that was a cool character idea. There's never been a warrior kinder in in these books. I mean, there's been, you know, other kinds and they're just nice, you know, wandering little wanderlust thieves, you know what I mean? But this guy's different. So I think it's I like it. I I you know, I wrote down actually a, a sketch of each character and, you know, kind of a storyboard. A lot of people don't know that. You're a pretty good artist, too. Pretty good drawer. I'm, I'm a, I do okay. I used to be a lot much better. My hands are tore up, and so I can't, I don't have the control I used to. Um, plus, I don't practice. <laughs> so. Um, That's what I've noticed. I've been playing guitar more lately, and I've actually gotten a little bit better. Yeah. It's weird how that works. Yeah. It's weird how you form, form neural pathways <laughs> from doing stuff. It's just like almost like effort produces yeah. work. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like um, um, you with the uh, martial arts thing. Like uh, you didn't do it for a long time, and then you started doing it again, and you got better at it. Yeah, I mean, well, I was already the best. Oh, well, yeah, I'm, that goes without I'm saying. Like, Would you say you're the best around? around? Uh, yes. Nothing's ever going to keep you down? Is the, answer the question. Is there anything that could ever keep you down? Nothing's going to ever okay. keep me down, in parentheses. Okay. You're talking about Frank Dukes, weren't you? Dukes for you? No, I'm talking about... No, you were taught by Frank Dukes. Oh, uh, yeah, the Frank Dukes of West Virginia, who's actually a woman with short hair. Miss okay. Bibby? Like, no, what That's a fucking it? reference and a half for anybody. Is that, is that a tech? That, that went to tech. <laughs> <laughs> she was the, uh, she, the, the orientation Yeah, the eternal orientation teacher. She hated me and Will. And she didn't hate anybody. Me, just, me and Will were like, Miss Bibby. I could, see, I could see how someone in an educational environment would hate my brother. Oh, yeah. Why is he a fancy pants know-it-all? Just, just kind of, <laughs> just kind of not conducive to the learning environment. Okay, we had a printing teacher, and he was an actual doctor of printing, and he insisted that we call him doctor. And we yeah. were like, "Really? <laughs> <laughs> I can see that going over. I can really, I'm, but that makes me uncomfortable. Just imagining that scene where he breaks that out on you the first time, and seeing the look on your face, like, oh, this is not going to end well." <laughs> he goes like this. It's like, mm, and then, <laughs> <laughs> it was visual, but I liked show me it. on the doll how Dutch offended you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, it's cool that you spent all that time learning how to. Be a printing guy But I'm not calling you a doctor Unless you can save my life Unless you can perform open heart surgery Bradley's a doctor He's a doctor in metaphysics or something Physics Jesus Christ PhD What a a weird path But he doesn't Some people call him doctor and He's like stop it He doesn't really (laughs) like it Like he does and he doesn't I I don't know He goes back and forth John Cena's a doctor of thugonomics Really? Just gonna let that sit there. <laughs> That's way homer. <laughs> no one get it on the way home. <laughs> Marty home, Glenn. 
Any other favorite things? Uh, how much did you bench? Uh, what were you doing? Well, I six fifty with, with my shoulder fucked up. I couldn't really do as much. I mean, I started out the week with two fifteen, repping two fifteen, and, yeah. and by the end of the week, I'm repping two thirty. But I couldn't do doing that. five reps or so, or. I could have repped 225 the other day 10 times, but my shoulder, I'm still trying to save it so I can get stronger and not, you know, but the thing about it is, again, just the the genetic thing, I guess, my back does not get tired. My arms do not get tired. Like, I can row gently and, down the stream. <laughs> and I was just sitting there merrily. <laughs> merrily, yeah. merrily. I just, that's one of the. That's what they say that, you know, there's like a lot of new, like, sort of science and opinions about, you know, exercise isn't supposed to be. So strenuous is supposed to be fun. Right. You're not supposed to be sore. You're not supposed to be straining. Mm-hmm. You should be having a smile on your face, enjoying the activity, and wake up the next day feeling better for it. It's Absolutely. kind of the new theory. Whereas it used to be, no, you got to fucking you no murder your never, I've never liked that. Like, I never. But you I do was, need to do that some sure. to get up to a certain fitness right. level. But I never liked, like, the, the going down to Valley when they'd work out and they'd have the heavy metal play and all that shit. I was like, I don't want to listen to that shit. You're like listening to sunshine, lollipops, and, and rainbows. rainbows. Only We're doing jazz hands between sets. We remember. <laughs> um, no, no, I like. I, I literally listen to '80s and Steve Winwood and shit like that because I'm trying to feel better. I want to feel good, and that is a rare. Commodity these days People just people, whenever, so, Anytime we were in the gym It was always Butt rock If we didn't have control <laughs> Of the and Bluetooth we, speaker It was butt rock And the worst I The mean, worst butt, butt rock just The most Hinder Five figure the, all, Somebody all played the, the entire Hinder game. album once All the Somebody played the entire Hinder album once I was like What All the five You like the punch. deep cuts Of Hinder <laughs> They were playing him. They were playing oh. fucking. Uh, and him's not that bad. I like oh fuck song. you! Of the wings of a butterfly. God, God smack. I liked him better the first time when they were called. Um, who was that band? Chevelle. No, the, Breaking the, Benjamin. No, the the band was Robert Smith. The Cure. The Cure. I liked him better the first time because they, they kind of resemble the Cure and they kind of him. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're kind of mopey. Goth and, and mopey. That's the thing about only the Cure is. Good. They look mopey, but yeah. their songs really aren't that mopey. Well, just the like songs are pretty upbeat. That's a that's a summer song. That is for a you. summer song. God damn it! Let's all listen to the Cure. The Cure. The Cure. The Cure. You can pronounce it either way. Either way. There's a there is a dialectic variation there mm. that are both correct. I think I say both depending on uh, the Cure. I say the Cure. The Cure. The cure. 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 Cure sounds better. It does. Here we go. For that bass line. It's a crappy bass sound. It's the 80s. It's got like fucking chorus or something on it. Yeah. I do love this song though. Yeah. Because they, they're notorious for like super long intros to their songs yeah. though. Well, and, and just songs that are. Like it should long. be Show Me, Show Me. Right, right here. But it's just, it's really great. Well, that's got some chorus on it too. I believe that's probably a telly. It sounds fendery. Um, what was I saying? Uh, the shitty butt rock music in the gym. Uh, well, I mean, it's just trying to make yourself feel better with the music instead of, you know, right. The listening to the metal and the trying to and oh, and we were talking about uh, working out. You know, shouldn't make you feel good. It shouldn't be, you know. 
That's, that's what you destructive. Destructive. Well, That's why I kind of got a, got out of the, the the powerlifting. I just I liked it when, while I was doing it. I had fun while I was doing it, but the rest of the time it was just pain. It was all the time pain, and it was making me gain weight because I was like, I need to lift as heavy as I possibly can all the time because I'm a dummy, <laughs> and it just wasn't working out that way for me. Well, I was. Uh, I've noticed too that I've ate uh, a lot of that diet stuff they throw at you is not bullshit. Like I was eating, I was eating oatmeal, complex carbs before working out, and I was forty percent stronger. You know, it was like because I was not eat. I never ate before I worked out because I just didn't feel like it. So I was just like, well, I'm just not going to eat. And I was wondering why I'm not why I'm running out of energy halfway through the workout because you didn't fucking eat anything. You know, yeah. So. Let me let me play. Um play uh, sports psychology professional for a second uh, do you ever uh, do cardio after you before or after you lift Mm-mm. of any kind because I know that my uh, my primary physical education teacher who I had kindergarten through the same PE teacher kindergarten through my senior year of high school a lot of the stuff that he taught us has held the withstood the, withstood the test of time mm-hmm. in terms of what science has done one of the things that he always said was that um, to, to get to optimize muscle growth and muscle health if you're lifting weights is to do you know cardio before or after like even just 20 minutes on a treadmill or 20 jump rope for 20 minutes or whatever it is because it speeds up your overall metabolism and helps the whole process the the conveyor belt of moving the cells around to build your muscles is lubricated and sped up by right. cardio was what he always taught us and so that's what I've always done when I'm and what I'm working towards now is when I do the free weights or whenever I've done calisthenics or whatever is to, to go for the run after that right so I wonder if maybe that would be something that you could add and see if uh, see if it pans out well I'm and it doesn't have to be running. It could, you know, it could be I was rowing. Doing, like, or I, was doing, I was doing power cardio, where like I would do farmers walks. I'm just saying, or flip the tire. 20, 20 minutes or so of just constant getting your heart rate up to a medium safe level and just kind of holding it there yeah. for twenty minutes and then cooling down. I think yeah, I'm going to I'm going to try to institute that. I'm just swimming. Yeah, whatever you want to do, it doesn't matter what it is, but whatever is healthy for you, Jack. Yes, sex is really good cardio. Mm-hmm. Depending yeah. on how you do it. Depending on how you do it. All those neck muscles, like uh, 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 you're sucking dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Line up two other guys and make like a circus seal. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. John, favorite things. Favorite things. Uh, it was a good training week. I I got three jujitsu classes and two striking classes in, and two runs in. Starting the running, huh? You like it? Yeah, I mean it's it's comfortable. It's something that I used to do a lot. But I'm only doing like two miles right now until I get get my tendons and ligaments and everything trained up, and I feel feel comfortable. Then I'll bump it up to three or four miles, and then I want to start adding weights to that. So it'll be like what I said. I like doing the weights before because if I if I run first, I don't have the energy to lift weights after. That's just the way my body works. After I do cardio, I just want to crash. Mm-hmm. Whereas I can lift weights, I can do anaerobic and then do cardio after and feel great. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'll do. I'll start. Do I want to do kind of what you guys always preach is you know bench press, bend, squat, bend over, bench bench press, bend over rows, squat, deadlift, go run. Overhead press too. Overhead press is great. Yeah, I, could, I could do that. My shoulders are the thing I probably need the least amount of work as far as strength compared to other people that mm-hmm. lift. But um, 
So yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm getting fit. I'm like I got bruises. I, these, yeah. these are like two weeks, so they're all over the place. But I'm not. I look like been, a heroin whore. I haven't been injured in a long time, and I haven't been terribly sore from training. I was terribly sore from shearing sheep last week. <laughs> Fucking whoop my ass. But um, from the actual training, I haven't been sore sore. Like it's like shearing I, sheep sounds. Terrible. I feel yeah, good. I feel good. You know. Um, and I'm and I'm. Going into it every time with a mindset of getting a good workout, learning as much as I can, and not getting injured, and that's been working really well. Drilling and drilling and drilling. Yeah, and I'm submitting people, and I'm you know it's I'm, you know my coaches actually say you know encouraging things to me. It's really weird to be around uh, you know other people, other men that actually like uh, acknowledge your progress and you you know give you verbal rewards for doing something good it's just not something that happens in my life you know no matter what i did if it was music or whatever it wasn't like i ever got a pat on the back for it but like yeah my fight coaches and stuff are like you know yeah i think you be i think you could beat keanu reeves in a fight easily you know like that that makes me feel good hearing one of my you know instructors who i know is like legit that keanu come and get that smoke who, who, who can kick somebody who i know can absolutely whoop my ass telling me that i can Give you know, put just instilling that confidence in you and encouraging you know, just just that whole thing. Just, we need to get really, more listeners really to this show thing. to yeah. to uh, start getting at Keanu Reeves on the social. He Sign that social fucking media. contract. Baby. All you got, walk <laughs> that aisle. Money in the bank match. Yeah, it's like you guys have a ladder match. It's like okay, so you do the charity work, all right. Well, I'll 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 put the, I'll play the fucking Pepsi challenge with you. Your percentage of charity based on your income versus my percentage of charity based on my income, and we can play that fucking game too, right before we step into the cage for three minute, three three minute rounds. Like Four it. ounce gloves, MMA rules. How tall is Keanu? He's probably about six two. I'd say he's about you know he's a little taller than me, six two. I think you fuck him up. Probably. I mean, you never know. He might be legit. I mean, he's brown belt in jiu-jitsu, I think. He's not a brown belt. In I think he is. I think he really does train, like, really. I know that he trains, and I know that he knows martial arts, but I don't think he's in a brown. I belt. think I've seen him at least with a blue belt on, which is just a step above white, right? Yeah, you could probably you could probably catch him. I think you can catch him. It's striking. You might. Well, you might that's get the thing. Too. You never know. Well, that's the thing. I'd be you know I'd be better off on the feet. Like Bruce Lee was all bullshit. Like that was just all trash. It was just it wouldn't work against anybody. Yeah, I've actually. <laughs> I'm, j- I'm joking. I, I, know, I know, I know you are, but I watched a documentary. It wouldn't work in a modern no against Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, would no, no. <laughs> but, I mean, but, but the, imagine him fighting Randy Couture. <laughs> he weighs 100 more pounds than him, but still, right? Well, but I'm saying <laughs> Brockman, Pinkman said something about Bruce Lee being a, a bullshit fighter. I'm like, no, he wasn't. That's not. I mean, and usually I agree with most of the things that guy says. I mean, he legit but fought like that fucking. Um, he did fight Chuck Norris. That was real. No, that fucking. The leader of that school or whatever, there was some like because they were know. mad about Jeet Kune Do and San yeah, Francisco. he legit one, fought one that Jack guy. Man it was it was who he fought there and one and, Jack Man, his name was Wong Jack Man and he was and he beat him in like three minutes. That kind of reminds me of the story. There's like the original Gracie Grandpa guy. Yeah, he um he fought um he, he, he challenged uh, yeah I think so he challenged the the head Jap like the Japanese people were shitting on him. And so he challenged the the head Japanese jiu-jitsu world champion who's like way bigger than him and just yeah. a, like really legit no joke. And he and the the Japanese match was like, "No, I'll send I'll send my number 2 to fight you. He'll he'll take care of you. I'm not going to waste my time. You know, you beat him and then I'll fight." Rude. And then he whooped, a man challenges he, you. Whooped the guy's ass. Yeah. 
to and so the guy I forget his name the Japanese guy was like well I guess I guess I have to step up now and they fought uh, and they went two rounds and uh, Hilo didn't get submitted his his corner actually threw in the towel before he got got his shoulder popped by a Kimura and that's where the term Kimura came from because the guy named Kimura. the guy's name was Kimura yeah, yeah. Um, but the point is the moral of the story is at the end it's like he's like his grandfather's like oh I knew that I couldn't beat him. That wasn't the point. I had to fight him, right? Because I had to, because I had to face him, not because I thought I could beat him. I knew that he would beat me. That's a because he was bigger and stronger. You know what I mean? They probably had the same skill level. It was a mismatch. It's one of the bravest sentiments. It's like, oddly enough, uh, it reminds me of Star Trek. Um, Worf was fighting uh, the Jem'Hadar. This is in Deep Space Nine. The Jem'Hadar are like these bred race of warriors. The, they're not. They're kind of like the Klingons are are a, a race of warriors, but they're not bred to do that. They're just that's their culture. Worf was fighting this guy, and the guy. This is after Worf has fought like five guys ahead of him and killed every one of them. And this leader of them steps up, and he keeps beating Worf down, and Worf keeps getting back up, and finally he looks up and he says, "He says I can kill this king, the Klingon, but I can't defeat him." You know. That's I think it's one of the coolest, you know. That's basically what, what what that made me think of. Like you know, the guy wasn't defeated. I mean, he did defeat him, but he 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 was willing to fight. You know what I mean? Like he was. It's like the it's like the uh, the four um, the four um, horsemen, Woo. Um, men men of men of the black in the tunnel when the when the the giant comes charging through the bus through the tunnel at the the battle f- for castle black right yeah they knew and they're they're like die. yeah we're going to fucking die but we got to we that's what it is to be a warrior or the spartans at thermopylae i mean marching in singing songs knowing they're going to die you know yeah god i love that it's one of my favorite things the the things the spartans actually said what they actually say <laughs> Oh well, yes, baby, give it to me harder, <laughs> not so deep. Wow, look at that beach, all the seagulls. No, um, there's a there's a couple of really good good quotes that are in the movie Three Hundred, and I didn't know they were actually real until I looked it up. A, a Persian emissary was talking about archers because the Spartans didn't have archers. And he said, "We have so many archers, we'll blot out the sun." And the Spartan, without missing a beat, looked at him and said, "Well, that's good. We'll fight in the shade." Mm-hmm. You know, and then. Uh, one Spartan got his eye cut out in a battle, and he came with Leonidas. And Leonidas looks at him and says, "You seem to have lost an eye." And the guy, not even betraying that he's in pain, says, "That's all right, uh, my lord. God, God saw fit to give me two. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of my favorite ones though is uh, the Persians are arrayed in front of them, and they're you know outnumbered a ridiculous amount. He said Spartans, throw down your weapons, you know. And the Spartans just lock shield, boom, come and get them. You know, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. they really said that shit. Well, it's like the yeah, it's uh, like, in the fight last week, Cerrone, both of his eyes swole shut. Couldn't. There's no way he could see anything, and they were getting ready to call the fight. And he's like, "No, no, let me go out there and fucking fight." Right. And they had to call the fight anyway. And, but, or uh, the cut me mix scene. Yeah. He couldn't see. Cut me mix. Well, it's like uh, Joe Frazier fighting uh, Muhammad, Muhammad Joe Ali. Frazier, you gorilla. He was, he was blind in one eye. Couldn't see out the other. Yeah, and no, that's what I'm saying. He actually, and, and Ali closed the other one. And he kept coming out and kept hooking him into the corner so he could hit him. Like, he, he knew Ali so well that he was, he knew what to do to put him where he wanted him. Joe Frazier, you gorilla. Joe Frazier is actually more responsible than anybody for Ali's condition. Oh, because he... 
Because he, be- he yeah, he beat his ass so bad in that last fight. Like he lost the fight, but he was purposely punching him to hurt him. I mean, not not to win the fight. He was just throwing the, every painful punch he can at his head and his stomach because Ali was such a shit to him. Joe Frazier kept Ali when Ali couldn't get a fight. Joe Frazier's the one who gave him money so he could buy groceries and pay his bills. Aww. And fucking Ali turned out to be that much of a prick. And Ali did apologize for it. He is—he's not a bad guy. But he was twenty years old. Well, that, yeah. Well, no, he was—he was a little bit older than that. But you know, it's just that was just a shitty thing to do. And so Joe Frazier wanted to punish him, and so he did. I'm—I'm I'm actually a big Joe Frazier fan. Like, isn't he from Philadelphia? Yeah. They don't have a fucking statue yeah, that's of Yeah, what Bill Burr said. He said, you have, a, you have a statue of a fictional fucking boxer, but you don't have a bust or a plaque or anything for Joe Frazier, who's from this fucking city, arguably the greatest fighter of all time. Some people think Joe Frazier was a better, better fighter than Muhammad Ali. I mean, he had more power, that's for sure. Ali, Ali, Ali lacked a power punch. He did not have a power punch. He was volume. He was volume, and he was so quick. Precision, speed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just, I mean, he's, he's, Joe Frazier said, he said, yeah, float like a butterfly, sting like another butterfly. He's like, <laughs> he's like, it didn't really hurt him. Um, but Joe Frazier had that left hook, man, and if you could stand up to the left, left hook, you were a man. I mean, the only person I ever saw get hit with that left hook and stay standing was George Foreman. There's a big boxing fight tonight that I think is uh, free on ESPN+, Plus. Tyson Fury. He's the lineal heavyweight champion in boxing. Which means he had all the he had all the oh titles. he got all the belts he had all the titles, but he didn't uh, defend them. They did the the people that ran all the different commissions don't like him. Yeah, so they stripped him of all the titles, and he's just like this big. He's like six. He's nines. like a pikey kind of. He's right? like a big British guy. He's a pikey. He he kind of looks like this. He has this mental health thing. Like he went crazy for a while. Got up to four hundred pounds. Which you know six nine, so he kind of wore it well, right? But you got, I think two sixty five is the limit, and he fucking lost all the weight, fought a, a tune up fight to, uh, to fight um, uh, Deontay Wilder, and they went to a draw. In December. Deontay Wilder, a good fighter too. Jesus Christ, that dude he, fucking he, he hits hard. Hit, he hit. I don't know how he didn't kill Charlie Zell because he wasn't he wasn't punching him hard. But still, he was pro- his thirty percent is probably my hundred. I don't know how he got out of that ch- the fight with Charlie Zell and off alive. You know you're right. That pandi- if Charlie, if Charlie pandemic had done, power, if Charlie had gone 100 percent on him, it would have been over. God, Charlie, you know he takes it easy on him. <laughs> he doesn't. No, I've, I've never seen Charlie go 100 percent on anybody because no. he doesn't have to. No, he doesn't want to hurt people. He just wants to show his skills. I just like his footwork <laughs> when he's running out of the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him start calling out like MMA fighters and see how that works out for him. God, he's just he's well. So, they'll just put him to sleep because they don't so really, insane. They don't really want to hurt anybody. Well, I know. So. Well, that one guy wasn't MO fighter, and, and Charlie, he's like, remember? And he's got him in the fucking cranked up. He's like, and he was being gentle with him, though. He's like, no, you tried to sleep me. You know, yeah, he tried to sucker punch Yeah, and he's like, he's like, yeah, let me go. I'll fuck you up. That's what, I mean, he always, he, he's he's legitimately mentally, he's he's not right. No, there's something oh, yeah. going on there. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got something. Well, he's, it's he's, probably because Kim Kardashian a, left him. Mm. He was going to buy her those shoes. Yeah. He did buy some shoes, and he probably spent. His whole I mean, life it's like he—it's like he, it's like he told her every day, "She's the one. She's the one. She's the one." I just don't understand how she could turn him, how she could d- d- betray him like that. I mean, to deny love like that—I know she's not happy with Kanye, and then 
It's just all for show. Then you got Charlie Z, a good man. It's just one of those a things. A good man. It just makes you shake your head, you know? SMH. SM fucking H. I can't stand when people do this. They say the the type things out loud. LOL. Shut the fuck up. OMG. <laughs> oh, what are you, a teenage girl? <laughs> Any other favorite things, John? Hmm. Um, nothing's nothing's popping. Right, if well, I think of something, I'll I'll interject. Chime in. I'll interject. That's, uh, let me see. Uh, Barry on uh, HBO. Bill Hader mm-hmm. plays a serial killer. Not a serial killer. He plays a hitman. Yeah. Who was in the Marines and uh, all this stuff? Um, Stephen Root's in it. Uh. Like some gangs and stuff, or it's it's just really fucking good. Bill Hader is a good fucking actor. He is. Always it's a it's been. a comedy, but like there's some serious moments in it. He's go, he's going to if he uh, gets the right role, he could win an Oscar. Sure, he was good. He was good in Trainwreck. He was. I mean, that was that got glossed over by the fact that she stole the jokes. That's a good movie. Trainwreck is a good fucking movie. It's one it of those is. movies that's. It's funny, but it's really touching. John Cena was amazing in it. He was really good in it. <laughs> I look like Mark Wahlberg ate Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> you got so mad when somebody called him Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, I, it's hard to describe the show. It's just the life of a hitman who wants to be an actor, so he's taking an acting class, which is taught by um, Fonzie Henry I Winkler. Henry Winkler. <laughs> how, can I not, how can I not think of Henry Winkler's name? And uh, Henry Winkler teaches the class and all the weird people that are in the, you know how that is, yeah. in the acting class and they have to write their own scenes and stuff. And on the side, he's a hitman. He's going out and killing people. And he's like John Wick in that world. He's amazing at oh, right. killing people. That's really cool. But it's also funny. I don't know. Watch the fucking show. It's hard for me to, to describe it without ruining it. Have you guys seen, that's another one for me, maybe uh, Chernobyl? Yeah, I'm not watching. You haven't yet. watched it yet? Yeah, it it's, is. It's qual- It's it's fucking well difficult done. to watch because it's it's very real. There's not a lot of joy in it. I'm sure, <laughs> but it's um, be hard to find joy. But in it's that. not. It's not too long. You know, it's like it's, it's a five series. episodes, it's five hour, episodes. ten hour, fifteen yeah, minutes it's each five one. hours. You, you know, you can easily do an episode a night without depressing yourself too much. It's uh, but then you know, I just watch that and I think about it. this is like this is just. This just like plays so well into my into my, you know, my political sort of talking points. It's just it's so perfect because here you have um, you know the Soviet Union, which is a legit socialist like big big government big so, big socialism. Mm-hmm. Be hard to argue with someone who would say that that's not a it's not an, an example of socialism because I'm pretty sure it's one of the more Hard to argue with, like that's sure a version of socialism, right? Um, and uh, and it's all about like at, like the shit happens, they fuck up, meltdown happens, and then all the people in the state, all the people in charge, are like just trying to to obfuscate responsibilities to make it look like it didn't have any. It was an individual person's error, right. or it was a group of guys that just it was a fluke. Pass that buck. It didn't have anything to do with the state, the way that they had designed it, or their policy. Right. And and so they just like disallowed any kind of discussion that would implicate what really happened. And it's just so perfect because it's like, oh well, the state can't be wrong, and it's like, you know, you know, the, I forget. There's a quote. It's like there's nothing. There's nothing. 
more dangerous than putting the putting people in control who pay no price for being wrong. And that's like that pretty much applies to you know a lot of other sort of status systems. It's like well of course, you know, when you can just you know, you can if if a system isn't working and you can just say, well, we'll just take more money, you know, or whatever. We can just cover up our tracks and and make it look like, like we're not like the EPA is not actually covering up, uh, you know, environmental disasters or like or like this this statist you know organization isn't actually empowering empowering uh you know corporations or big government. It's just it's just it's a it paints a perfect picture of, to me that most people aren't going to get. Most people will look at that and be like, oh. I don't know. They'll they'll draw a different conclusion, but for me, it's just like look at it. It's like, uh, yep, typical statism. They're fucking authoritarian psychopaths, and it, you know, and it just well, the about, whole it thing was for the planet, wanting to save face. They didn't want to. Yeah, well, that's, they that's, didn't want it to get out that this happened. Right. Yeah, and and if you control the transparency level, you know what I mean. Then, you know, if if you're controlling the information that's getting out to the rest of the world. You can write history. I think John Mayer said it best: when they control the information, they can bend it all they want. And so, and that's just, and that's just, you know, that's just. I'll just kind of drop the mic on that. Like that, uh, I don't understand how you can how you can look at that objectively and and pretend like statism isn't the most dangerous religion that exists or has ever existed. Now people are going to the site, which you can't live in, like. There's yeah, a whole. You shouldn't do that. There's a whole area, so many maybe miles around that you shouldn't go to. Right. You just bring that little meter with you, and if it starts beeping real fast, you just run away. <laughs> yeah, it's not like that did gets into your body and wreaks havoc. But people like Instagram models are going there and taking like pictures and shit. Like it's fucking stupid. It's so dumb. It is so dumb. I mean, Jeremy, uh, the Jeremy Wade went there to because there, there was a legend that the uh, that the pond that they were. Using as as the cooling apparatus that the radiation had created a monster, you know, literal monster catfish. He didn't really catch anything. I mean, he caught a big one, but it wasn't. Oh, the f- monster fish guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember river monster. That. I remember seeing that. Episode. I love that show. Yeah, yeah even pretty- though he's a terrible fisherman. <laughs> from what, from everything that it's I've entertaining. Heard. Yeah, it's great. I yeah. love it, and it's always a catfish. <laughs> it's always a catfish. So, <laughs> oh look, another kind of catfish that's biting people and shit. Um, I'm looking for catfish, and he just has somebody <laughs> flying around in yeah, a helicopter, yeah. going from place to place looking for catfish. He needs to go to Blue Hole, where apparently there's catfish that down there that are like the size of Volkswagens. I don't believe that, but I've seen some shit in the New River at Golly Pond that I can't that either it was a, an, an optical illusion many times that I've had or I can't explain what, what this is. What is it? A large fish. How big? Long, it's difficult to say when you don't really when you're either looking in the we water have no sense of scale. When you're looking in the water or you see something just come up. But I mean I'm more than six feet long. Jesus, that's so, insane. That's disturbing. Yeah, I'm not getting in the water. Well, there used to be sturgeon. Oh yeah, but sturgeon but, are but not, they're not, not predatory. Well, it's, I don't give a fuck what it eats if it's that big. It's, it's yeah, yeah. scary. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, but um, and I have th- what do they call it? Thessalophobia. Fear of stuff underwater, or yeah, like deep water and shit underneath you. I get, I've got that bad. Like they, they say, most people do. Like. You know, it's yeah. If you're out in the middle of the ocean and they drop you and you say, "Oh, it's two thousand feet deep here," it kind of gives you the heebie-jeebies. Well, not not only that, but something—the most horrible thing that I can imagine 
is being in the water and it's just and seeing a shark coming. And not even it doesn't have to be coming fast. You know, just swimming up to me. I, I would die of a heart attack. I know it would. Because that is that is the most horrifying thing. I've swam with sharks before. Oh, like, fuck it. Like going snorkeling and seeing like, you know, six, eight foot, like, just like little, like just different kinds, you know. Well, like a nurse shark or a... They're not being aggressive. They're right. not hungry. You know what I mean? And they're just like, oh shit. That's, yeah. that's there. Yeah. I've, I've been in that situation. I'm not... Barracuda. Yeah, they're aggressive too. They're, they're kind of scary. Yeah. But, you know, the the actual risk is, you know... Scientifically love that, but that doesn't change the fact that it's yeah. fucking scary. Yeah, yeah, tiger sharks and great whites are terrifying. And for some reason, there's a lot of great whites around the Carolina coast right now. A lot of them. Like, there's Ooh. five extremely large yeah, great the, whites swimming around Carolina. There's a lot of things changing in the ocean right now. Well, it's, it's, the, it's the global... It's climate change. It's fucking it up. Plus, the amount of uh, all the, awful, the uh, pollution we have, you know, it's... The plastics. It's really... Uh, acidification... Yeah, coral reef destruction. Some sharks are just becoming freshwater creatures. Oh, we watched that cool it. thing about the sea pod or sea steading. Yeah, and basically it's like a, um, it's like a little bobber, but it's a house, and it's just you, you you go out to sea, and it's got a solar panel on it, and whatever you need, a way to desalinate your water, you can fish, and it's like a, a bobber. So so the, the the bottom of it goes way down deep in the ocean, so you've got stability even mm-hmm. in a storm. And what happens is you would think that that would be, you know, just benign or whatever floating in the ocean. But what happens is, is that gives something near the surface for coral and um, mollusks and things to, to start growing on. Mm-hmm. And it creates an ecosystem and fish start the – it actually increases the, the ecosystem and the fish population. So you can actually fish. That's cool. You know, it establishes an ecosystem. And if you had a bunch of them in an area, you know, like a water world, little water world town, mm-hmm. but the, but no one owns the ocean. So it's like the last great frontier, right? And you can go out there and have like satellite-based Wi-Fi and do whatever job you would normally do as a for-home job and be completely – Off the grid, basically. Seasteading. Instead of homesteading, it's seasteading. And, uh, you know, and they're, they're fucking selling these things. They're off the coast of um, Thailand, I think it was. I believe so. Shit, that doesn't, uh, that sounds great. I've been. I mean, though. I'm sure that it would be like you know the grass is always greener. You get out in the fucking middle of the ocean with no shade and like nothing to do. I'm you know I'm sure you'd get a, a form of cabin fever from that. Sure. Or like whatever they call when sea, you know, when seamen get sick from being on a ship for mm-hmm. too long. Um, scurvy. <laughs> it's scurvy. <laughs> I think they call it the trots. Yeah. <laughs> I um. There's a there's an island off the coast of Ireland, the west coast of Ireland, uh, West Side, and they're they're throwing out. They want people to come live there, like their population's dwindling. And I was just like, man, let's move to fucking. Ireland. If I didn't, Alaska incentivizes. I think you get two too. grand a year to just to, live, to, to move up to Alaska as, as like subsidies from from the natural resources and stuff. They actually have somewhat of a nationalized. Their oil is nationalized. Yeah, I think. somewhat or state statized, statized. It's nationalized at the state level. Yeah. Socialized? You could say that. Yeah. They, I don't know, man. I just... Uh, wanting, wanting to run for, for a while and just... Maybe we were born to run. Let me in. I want to be your one. friend. I want to start your dreams. It's rare that I 
like I was laying on the couch, and it's rare that I. That's not rare. <laughs> laying on the couch. Let me finish. <laughs> Can I finish? <laughs> it's rare that I get on there and 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 I am not comforted by the fan, my blanket, the TV, all that stuff. It's not working. Like it's, I'm still jittery. Yeah, and I had a ball of nerves, and it's just. Have you ever um thought about maybe like there's some toxicity? That's that's fucking with your neurology, like maybe like heavy metal content or something like that. That you would need to maybe cl- like doing some kind of cleanse. I eat a lot of tuna. Is it the mercury? Well, fuck. I mean, mercury is pretty bad, but that's just that's just one grain of sand on the beach to worry about. There's all kinds of heavy metal toxicity issues. Man, I, I think you know what I think it is. It's it's lack of sleep. It's it's this week has been. I'm just saying, it doesn't matter how much sleep you get or how much you're doing right, if. If you've got serious heavy metal toxicity or some other toxicity, I'm not saying it's necessarily metals. Um, you're, it fucks with your neurology. It it does. Your brain cannot work right. And another one, another one that plays into that, that's like a trifecta, is your gut, your gut health, your gut biota. So like probiotics, like like the actual living bacteria and shit in your intestines, is directly correlated to your mental health. Well, man, I, I can say this in relation to that. Uh, I don't know how it how it affects it. I've noticed when I eat only protein, I go th- I go through this uh, phase where nothing bothers me and I feel great. But it's and a I, boom bust. I, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. I get uh, this this buzz basically, and I have all this energy, and nothing in my life that is terrible bothers me. Like I'm like I don't really care at this point, you know, because I I, I don't know. I, I, it's a more positive outlook. And I'm sitting there thinking, I know this is going to crash, and it upsets me so bad because I know, man, when I get when I get in that mindset where things are bad, I I get really paranoid and like thinking awful things, you know, and just that's that sounds neurological. It doesn't sound like you know what I mean. That sounds like something that's like your neurons aren't firing. You know what I mean? Like aren't firing right, or there's something. I'm afraid I'm driving people away. Like I I think I'm even getting on your guys' nerves. No. I mean, my no, own. you don't. Okay. <laughs> you fucking just, dickhead, you don't. Get <laughs> I don't know. It's just that's that's part of the paranoia that I think I'm driving everybody away. You know, it's just no by by doing what being me. <laughs> well, I mean, that might be enough for some people, but I've known way, way worse people. I've been, I've known far worse people than you that I've kept around. <laughs> That might even be a, It might be a little long But um No um It's just another thought I was uh, just You know Not trying to like No I mean Parent anybody or anything But just like the Like they're legit Could be like Um This one doctor Um I can't remember his name But I think the name of There's a TED talk it's not TEDx. It's what is TEDx? TED? TEDx. They just do like talks about something YouTube, they're specialized it's in. It's a YouTube okay. University talk series. Okay. So it's like... But what does TED stand for? Uh, that I don't know. It might be the... Television education or I don't know. Televised education? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so there's this guy and um, his TEDx is um, what I learned from, one, from taking one million or whatever it is brain scans or something like that. And um, he does. It's this toxic process to scan someone's brain because you have to pump them full of chemicals and stuff to actually look at the neural. You can actually look. And uh, technology, he, entertainment, and design. Okay. Uh, and so he's he did a bunch of shit where he's his sort of crusade is like, yeah, I believe in antidepressants sometimes and sometimes not, but I believe you actually have to look. It's like the brain is the only organ that we don't actually look at to diagnose what's wrong with it. 
like if you have a problem with your gallbladder, they'll they'll do an MRI or whatever or whatever it is or ultrasound or whatever to see if there's fucking stones in there. Right. If your heart's not working right, they'll do things to look at it, so to speak, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you fucking got a broken bone, well, I better look at it. But when something's wrong with their brain, they just go, oh, uh, something's wrong with my brain. Okay, oh, well, let's just try some of these pills. <laughs> you know, or whatever. Like, they don't look at it. And so he's done certain advocates brain scans, and what he's found is that there are a lot of people who are, like, being diagnosed with bipolar or they're being diagnosed with this that and the other and being prescribed fucking shit tons of drugs and if you look at the brain it's like no he, they, they don't have any of these problems they have a fucking tumor in their brain or they've got brain damage right here that needs an entirely different kind of treatment it has the same set of symptoms so all these fucking doctors are doing is treating symptom clusters it's like it's like you coming up to me and saying oh you know I've had a little bit of diarrhea and I have bad headaches and it's like, oh, well, I know what that is. It's like, that could be yeah, a million yeah, different yeah, yeah. fucking things. And then giving you drugs for something without having a uh, actually be able to confirm what the actual ailment is. And that's what doctors do with people's brains. Yeah. They've done it with me. Yeah. It's really fucked up. And I'm not saying hey, I think this guy's a genius or anything, but just the simple point of um, the brain is really fucking complex. We don't know how it works. There's like a whole lot of information about... Um, you know, different things that can cause whatever problem you might be having. Uh, and it's a rabbit hole and it's, it's a, like a lifelong process figuring it out. It's something that I've been, I've always kind of done trying to figure myself out. And, um, so I don't know. It just seems like I bet there's something physiologically in your body that's causing you to have these panic attacks. Well, and it's that's, just, I would, it's, I would, it's, I would put, I put a hundred dollar bill on the table. It's not just the panic. It's the paranoia. It's the, I don't know, man. It's, that's what I'm saying. It's just like maybe, maybe read about it and see if there's maybe some kind of simple cleanse you could do to see if that if it affects it a little bit. You know what I mean? And then if that works, then go deeper. You know, there you have to. You kind of have to. You have to be your own doctor in 2019. You I'm, can't trust these fuckers. I've, I've tried diet. I've tried exercise. I've tried. But they you, gave me. They, but I got to be honest, and this is something I haven't told my parents. I'm lying to my parents. I, they gave me the pros like I've not taken pill one. I don't want to take it. I, I I just I don't. I really don't want to. Didn't do much for me. No, I've no. had multiple um, different SSRIs, and the only thing that has helped me is to stop uh, doing things that uh, I don't want to do. You know, mm-hmm. not like I'm. Finding other job, or, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I get well, behavioral, yeah. behavioral com- com- things. Starting yeah. to exercise and all that stuff. Um, like one time, I was feeling down, as one does. Things happen, and I go to a doctor, and he uh, gives me this questionnaire. I told him I was feeling down, and depressed, and all that stuff, and he gives me a questionnaire. And on the top of it, it's sponsored by Seroquel. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, I answer the whole. I answer the is. questions honestly. Like one of the questions, like, "Have you ever stayed up all night?" Yeah, I was thinking back, like, yeah, me and my buddies, we used to stay up all night smoking weed and writing songs and, you know, trying to live the dream and all this shit. So I answered yes. And I'm bipolar all of a sudden. He gives me Seroquel. And I'm like, well, okay, I'll try it. Tells me to take it in the morning. And it it absolutely fucks you up. Yeah, it does. It fucks you up hard. Seroquel's an antipsychotic. Yeah. And I don't think I'm psychotic. No. But it's just, just it's, it's one of those down. things they just keep throwing out there. So, well, he should have been so what like, "What saying, are you eating?" He should have asked me what I eat, and I've been like, "Garbage, what, white garbage." What your, yeah. What What is your daily routine like? What kind of exercises do you do? What What are your thought patterns? What did you know? 
what kind of people do you have around you? What what is your job? Where are your stresses coming from? How high is your stress? What are you know? How, been, how do you how do you cope with stress? What are you what are you fucking eating? Like what are you fucking eating? They never ask that. Yeah, they don't care. And if you ask them for something, if you say, hey, "Well, is there anything about my diet that?" Well, you know, if you're eating something and it makes you feel better, maybe eat a little less of that. I've noticed when I eat uh, sugar and junk, my depression is uh, it's 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 like the awful video game movie rampage it's it's rampaging through my fucking body it's a giant gorilla tearing fucking are you the, cr- the gorilla or the lizard or the wolf? i was always the wolf the giant wolf i always yeah. picked the gorilla yeah but uh, it's just it, it's awful have you and, thought about just eating meat you said you feel good when you eat meat uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of people that uh, do tests on themselves well I, i've noticed when meat. i do eat the protein like i said it is dramatic like I'm running around, nothing but energy. I, I get a muscle pump. Just start. It's, it's weird. But that's. It but then a there's a crash though, so it's not sustainable. There's a crash. Tell you the truth, not, thinking back to it, there really isn't. I mean, I, I get to a point where I'm losing too much weight. You know, like I, I don't know. I, I got to do something. I, I'm, have you ever just? Have you ever just like tried? To like legit for real, uh, cut carbs or do paleo. I've done paleo. Paleo was great mm-hmm. until it fucked my gallbladder up and fucked my kidneys up. All the vegetables I was eating, I was eating eating. Fi- you know me. Do I do anything by halves? No, everything's everything's on fucking well, eleven. It's well, like Spinal Tap. Well, that's what I'm. I mean, that's maybe one thing to point at is you know. Turn it, turn it down from eleven to a seven, maybe. Well, go to eleven with the meat, though. You definitely want to get a giant <laughs> fucking steak. Well, you need yeah, well, you need you need energy from fat, and you need a certain amount of protein. But you you can get what you need, not to be a bodybuilder, not to because not to meet those high goals, but to just to be healthy. You know, without endangering your endocrine system, I think. Well, I mean, I think I was saying that the paleo I was eating fistfuls of fucking broccoli, just. You know, raw. Yeah, and, and which for me wouldn't be a problem, but for you it causes you problems. Right. So you gotta you gotta modify that. It really does give me kidney stones, like almost instantly. Which is, I would think that it would be it would be yeah kidney stones, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the um, there's a compound that's in brassicas yeah. oxalate oxalate. Yeah. yeah, so maybe you eat a vegetable that's not a brassica. Maybe spinach, carrots. Carrots do it too. Sweet potatoes. Carrots do it because one of my favorite snacks for a long time was carrots dipped in Miracle Whip. Oh, that sounds oh, dude. gross. It's not. It's fucking tree. Fucking squash. squash. Squash is so good. Are you a squash guy? I'm not a squash guy. Just I like get squash in my fried potatoes. Just get it down. Oh, anyway, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not. But, just, but but it's for a week solid. Just get a. Just eat two fucking. Um, Ribeyes a day. Or, Fuck it. Or what I would do, I was doing or maybe like one baby step and one that I do for myself a lot if I'm feeling off, I just say, no fucking wheat this week. No no gluten. Fuck bread. Well, fuck pizza. You know, and I can still enjoy myself. I can still have all kinds of awesome food without eating wheat, without eating wheat or bread. And little things like that sometimes, because it might just be, it might just be you have a, a glyphosate overload. It might be... Um, some kind of toxin carb related it could be uh, it's such it's such a complicated thing our our bodies you know what i mean and so i just encourage everybody to 
always be working at figuring out how to fix yourself so that you don't have to become dependent on these these motherfuckers that call themselves health professionals. Well, then there's... I don't know, man. I, I just... The, the, the midnight shift thing and, and the sleep. I mean, it's really... If Fuck they, yeah, you if, gotta sleep, if, bro. If they, if they put me back on midnights... I would. I, you guys remember when I was on midnights? I was. Slam, slam I was legitimately fucking, losing my mind. Slam so. the fucking melatonin, and get that sleep in. Get those long sleep sessions in. I mean, I'd come up here and I could don't not, lift. I couldn't finish a sentence without crying. Fucking don't lift if that's what you have. You know what I mean? If you got to skip some lifting to get more sleep, you know what I mean? Like, well, that I'm shit's back important. on. I'm back on regular shift next week. Right, but I'm just so, saying. But I'm just saying. You might. Uh, you're not going to be on regular shit for the rest of your life. So no. I think um, the DDPY DDP yoga might make you feel better. I think, dude. I think I just have to make some major changes to to virtually everything, and the house is is a wreck. Well, don't go to eleven. Don't change everything. Don't do that. Well, the house is a wreck. The I don't know, man. I, I'm getting to that point where I'm getting real hopeless. <laughs> I think trying the DDPY might might help you. Um, I'm down to 315 pounds, which to some people sounds like a morbidly obese, disgusting fat man, which I still am. No, you're not. Not at all. But um, I'm down to lighter than I was playing senior high school football. You're li- you're lighter than you were in high school. Playing senior high school football. Playing football. I can get. I'm. I think I can possibly get to where I can run if I want to run. I mean, I was born to run. Maybe we were born to run. I I don't know if I want to run yet. I might want to lose maybe twenty more before I try that one. I was talking to um, a friend of mine today, ex girlfriend. She was like. Oh, she's she's into running and stuff, and she's had a lot of health problems and had been on a long road to recovery and figuring shit out. And it's like related to mold and related to mm-hmm. uh, posture and her, her body being out of out of alignment and all kinds of crazy shit. She's actually figuring it out. It's pretty amazing. Now, she was talking about um, you know, being maybe we were born to run. It reminded me. It's like like we were actually like when, like say like in the ice age, for example. There's a theory that. Okay, like like hundred meter dash, the fucking fastest girl in the high school. There's all kinds of guys that can beat her, no problem. Mile, you know, whatever. T- the ten mile, the the girl the girl is like maybe ten minutes behind the dude. Um, five mile, it's about the same. She's a little bit behind. But when you get to like the twenty five mile, like the super long shit, the woman is ten. There was a woman that was ten minutes faster than the dude. And stopped at stations to nurse her baby along the way. Jesus. <laughs> so what does that tell us? It tells us maybe you know we have an ev- there's an evolutionary like the super long distance running is what is what makes us be able to catch our prey. We can't sprint. We can't out sprint them. We can't outpower them. But we can wear them those fuckers down. And if you're if you're hunting uh, a 14 ton mammoth or whatever the fuck giant animal you're hunting in the ice age as a tribe, and you got babies and shit. You're not going to be able to drag that motherfucker 25 miles back to the village, quote-unquote village. village. No, 
everybody runs with the, <laughs> the fucking hunters run and the women are like five, five or ten miles behind with the rickshaws and the babies and shit dragging it. and we're fucking cardio and that fu- fucking shit up running to stab this motherfucking thing so that a few of us can die in the process <laughs> yeah the thing falls it's freezing it's below 30 degrees so it freezes so it's safe to eat Mm-hmm. We've got fire. We set up camp right around this big fucking pile of meat, and we eat on that motherfucker for six months, and then we go find another one and hunt his ass down. Then we do it all again. Yeah. Right? That's it's kind of a neat idea. I don't know how much you know hard science there is backing up the idea that we live that way. But it's just something to think of. Like, baby, we were born to run. It's like what uh, we kind of talked about this, kind of what a golden uh, or a silver bullet running is uh, for your health if you can – Keep your the impact from you damaging if you if you're doing everything right. There's another thing she got into is that she learned like she, she was doing like we run her, wrong. Her feet were wrong. Like she her posture was wrong, and she was having like chronic feet problems, and her stabilizer muscles stopped working and stuff like that because she wasn't running right. And well, now, they changed running shoes, and, and now after she's made these modifications, her foot has changed three sizes. Her foot is like an inch wider and longer now, and she's like moves her arms differently when she runs. She says she feels like, oh, I'm you know I feel like I'm crawling with my arms while I'm I'm using my whole body, mm-hmm. and I'll stop and like lay down and do these exercises to uh, to get my brain to pay attention to, to itself, you know, to right. to, pay, to to deal with all these these cross connections that are going on that that we're supposed to just naturally be able to do, but because we spend so much of our lives sitting on our fucking asses, mm-hmm. we've damaged all that neurology and we've damaged that that genetic memory. So yeah, really, really. My feet have changed since doing the yoga. I'm sure, just because you don't use them when because our our shoes are essentially casts that make everything nice and comfy. Yeah, and never like running shoes now. They got that art the the heel. The, it's like a fucking wedge, and they're all they're all uh, comfy and everything because nobody really uses their feet anymore. You know? Right. Well, and, and you think about it too. Basketball shoes wrap the fucking ankle up so Fo- you can't get stronger football players yeah. wrap the oh, fuck yeah. from the time they're little kids until they go pro they limit the movement of their feet so all those stabilizer muscles are atrophied yeah and then your other muscles are fucking or fucking ginormified by doing all this heavy work but your your stabilizer muscles which are arguably even more important for your overall balance mm-hmm. and health are not being worked at all they're actually getting hurt so it's really, it's really interesting thinking about how modern humans have kind of, you know, got out of alignment with, uh, with, with our own biology, like what our needs are. There was somebody on Rogan one time talking about um, how everybody's feet are weak now. And so one of the main things they do whenever they start training a fighter is they do like balance drills. They do, you stand on one foot and they throw a fucking medicine ball at you. Yeah, uh-huh. You got to stand there on one foot and you throw it back. We do the thing where, um, like you go for a single leg and like hold my ankle and mm-hmm. hold one of my legs and just fucking push me around and I have to top around yeah. on one foot. Yeah. Without you actually taking me down, I have to try to like prevent that and then switch leg and do that for do that for a minute and then switch legs. No rest. Do it again. You know what I mean? Like there's all kinds of stuff you can do. There's a there are a million different solutions to a hundred thousand problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just. Figuring out what the problems are. If I'm going to start running, I want to get some of those uh, Vibram five finger shoes. Yeah, Amanda said she got she got those too. She they're, they're pricey, but I hear that they they work really well. Because you're, I mean, we were 
we haven't evolved yet to really wear shoes. <laughs> we've only had them for a few. Well, we've not evolved to drink milk either, but we yeah, do that too. Yeah. We do the shit. I drink the shit out of that. Some people have. Well, I'm sure there's a percentage of the population. Mm, yeah, some yeah. people definitely have it. I've been working on the same gallon of milk for almost a month now. Fuck that. I don't. I, drink a lot I can of go through a gallon of milk in a day. I have Just, not. I have not bought. I think I've bought maybe a half a gallon of milk in the last three years. Shit. I don't. I don't buy milk. I don't drink. He gets it for straight from the goat, baby. Is goat milk any good? That's fantastic. I mean, it's better than. I mean. It's a freshness thing, right? So if you go to if you go to Kroger or Walmart right now and buy the fucking goat milk they have with the purple label and it comes in like a little quart paper thing, it's going to taste like a fucking hoof. Because one, they're not separating apparently, they're not separating the males from the females because it smells like a billy goat. And number two, it's not fresh because if it was fresh it wouldn't smell that way. But if you just if you have clean nanny goats and you fucking you know, milk them and, and then get it cold and you don't, there's not a uh, billy goat fucking them every day and putting his stink on them. <laughs> or you fucking them. Yeah. It's, um, it doesn't taste, it, it tastes just as good, if not better than cow's milk. Sheep's milk is even better. Better still. Higher milk fat, healthier, easier to digest. I wonder if, uh, that, I wonder that, if our carn- carnivores, um, uh, milk would be higher in protein and. Uh, I couldn't comment on that. But um, like tiger's milk. Apparently, tiger's milk is like sought after, and you know, mm-hmm. like that. I, I could see it being, you know, it's it's meant to make tigers. So, <laughs> so why wouldn't it, you know, why wouldn't it work oh, well, for you? Or maybe even like omnivore milk. I think like pig milk because they're more similar to us in terms of sure. Our, um, yeah, because tigers like house cats are uh, obligate hi- carnivores. Hi- hippo milk. Yeah. Oh. Bird milk. We're over here talking about tiger's milk, and he cringes when I say hippo's milk. I don't know why. Tiger's milk just seems to be like, yeah, fuck it. Give me the tiger's milk. You want some hippo milk? Fuck you. It's a cat milk. I think cat, though. It's cat milk. Well, okay. Imagine imagine trying to milk a cat. Nasty. Now imagine trying to milk a tiger. A giant cat. (laughs) Jesus, tits. I'll stick with with the ruminant snakes. Um, What else was I... You, we were on favorite things, and I interjected. No, interjecting is great. I enjoy interjecting. That's why the show is. Well, we did. We didn't. I don't know if we finished your favorite things. I'll just. Uh, I was talking about lighter than I was in high school. Like you're I, doing really great. Like I, I am. I, great. I, I, I am great. Thank you. Let me. Let me just say, <laughs> I know that we fuck with each other for for giving compliments and stuff like that. It's something you know you should you shouldn't do. Not not you shouldn't do, but. I, yeah, I agree. We should not be complimenting. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I, this is not. This is not a whiplash where uh, J.K. Simmons says, "You know what the best, the worst two words ever in the English language are? Good job." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that? No. Whiplash. You, you would like. Whiplash. Holy fuck! You, you would yeah, like you have to see that movie. It's about the jazz drummers and their. Uh, What's the kid's name? Uh, Miles. Oh fuck. Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Yeah. He's fucking great. He's like a young Cusack. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, y- your yoga thing is awesome. I mean, you really are, have done so well with it. And it's something you, that I'm glad you did because. And me too. I mean, you were. It's completely changed me. You were depressed, you know, all kinds of stuff. And now it's just better. So. I was telling him, it's like, we need to go. Cause we did, um, we did a long point hike. Be- before, before, oh yeah, fall. it was definitely before, before you did the before you did the, and I want to go do the same hike now, just so you can, you know, be like, 
Oh, I'd murder it. Smoke it. I'd probably still sweat a lot because I do that anyway. No, it's a it's you know it's a moderate hike. You're gonna sweat in the summer. I, I hiked it by myself and gotta be honest. On the way back, I was on that uphill on the way back, getting nervous. I was like, because <laughs> I hadn't eaten and my blood sugar started to plummet. See, that's the thing. You're you're this amazing powerlifting athlete, and you you have this like superhuman beast strength. And if you just cross trained a little bit more cardio. I think it would. I think you. It would. It would show. It would result. It would make your muscles work better. Well, and make you a better lifter. I was trying to do that with strongman. Like a strongman's a lot of cardio. You have to pick up pick up stuff stuff and carry it distances and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you keep calling that cardio, and it is technically it's power cardio, but it's not it like it's not. it's not like raising your <laughs> Will heart. Will you just for, let me? <laughs> but I'm can't just, you see that I'm just trying to get out of any. <laughs> <laughs> Cardio, you mean lifting weights fast? <laughs> so can, can I pick up a boulder and carry it while I'm running? Thank you. Yeah, well, I, well, well, yeah, well, a couple times this month I did 15 reps instead of five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, I'm, but my endurance, like, like I said, my endurance is when I sat down and thought about it, it is nothing short of almost, especially for a man my age and stuff, miraculous. I, I can do anything for an extended amount of time, you know, like work-wise. Shoveling. Shoveling heavy fucking shovelfuls of shit and tossing it. I can do it Shoveling and do it miserable. and do it and do it. I love it. I can do it. Swinging a depends, fucking sledgehammer. Depends on the kind of shoveling. Like, if you're shoveling something that the shovel goes into easily every time, mm-hmm. like loose compost or something like that, that's one kind of shoveling. But when you're digging Stone. through roots and rocks and you gotta, you gotta get the mattock get out. Get the breaker bar out. God. God. Slate bar. Fucking clay. But that kind of stuff, I love. I love swinging a sledgehammer. It's one of my favorite things in, the, in this world to do. Always have. Ever since I picked one up. Like I said, I would go out to the slate dump and chop down trees for fun because I wanted to get out. So I bought an axe and a hammer, and people give me the weirdest look. Of course they I'm, did. Of course they would. I've got an axe and a hammer slung over my shoulder. <laughs> walking walking, down, walking around boomer street. bottom. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and people are like... <laughs> that's that's like the most some of the most back covered in blood. Classic, <laughs> that's the, some of the most classic Southern West Virginia shit I've seen. Now the the weirdest looks I got is I would take a wheelbarrow with me because I would fill it with rocks and wheel it to the top of the slate dump, dump it, take it back down. I've always been, I don't know, obsessed with being stronger and being you know able to do things like that. Like we worked on uh, at TrackSpec, and I worked with you know a buddy of mine who was a he is a world placed bench presser and he had nothing for me. I would tell him to get out of the way. I was just like, dude, you're fucking killing me. If you're going to lean on the fucking hammer, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> so I'd be fucking, I, I was the one who was driving all the fucking using the spike, an 80 pound spiking hammer and going up two miles of fucking track. And they say, you know, you can switch out when you get tired. It's like, I'm not tired. I keep, I keep going and going and going. And I, and it gives me the best feeling. Like I feel almost like a, like a intoxication. And that's the way it's always been. You know, I, I get into my head and I get into a rhythm. I just got to keep going. And it's, you know, I, I really like that about myself. It's one of the, the few things that I think about, about that I like about me. You know, it's just, you know, my capacity for work is I literally can do the work sometimes of three men. So they love me at Lowe's too because they only had to pay me in the fucking lumber department. Yeah. 
But it started to piss me off because then they started to count on it. Nobody is equal to anybody. The same man is not equal to himself on different days. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that was... But then they started fucking me with that. Like, well, we, you know, oh, we they, know how you like to work, so we oh, scheduled they, one they other find guy out with that, you. They find out that you can do something, yeah. Yeah. What, I, what I'm obligated to do is different than what I choose to do. That's one of the biggest lessons Mark Twain ever taught. The whole Tom Sawyer thing where he's painting the fucking fence. And then he's acting Between like, words. <laughs> yeah, well, I like... It's just an honest book, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, he, Mark Twain was not a racist. He was just a product of his time. So, um, no, there, Tom Sawyer knew, like, he saw everybody watching him, so he started acting like he was really having fun painting the fence, and one kid come up and said, hey, Tom, you mind if I do that? He's like, I don't know. This is, this is some fun stuff. And the next thing you know, he had tw- con 12 other kids to, paint the, to whitewash the fucking fence for it. Right. I mean, I, that's one of the coolest, because Mark Twain is just a little, oh, Jesus Christ. Um. It's just a bunch of little stories cobbled together like that, you know. It's Mark Twain is a was a it's first stand up comedian that they they say. Yeah, and he was in pictures of him when he was young, he was a handsome young guy. He turned into a fucking cantankerous, misanthropic old man. He fucking hated people. It's great. Uh, well, That's it should be and, and he should have. <laughs> he should have hated people at that time. He he saw the hypocrisy of I mean, if we think government now is bad, imagine being around a government around the Civil War time, where uh, literally this is something that happened during that time. The abolitionists in North and South got so contentious that one senator from South Carolina beat another senator on the fucking floor of the of the of the con- of the chamber with a fucking cane and broke his cane on the guy's head. His supporters sent him new canes. <laughs> That's one of the be- on things on the Civil War, the Ken Burns thing. He goes into how it was before the war happened. You know, it was, it's interesting. Fuck. Can you imagine? Like on C- C-SPAN, you turn Oh, Jesus. I would AOC's have a fucking getting beat to stroke. death by Lindsey Graham. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, she would beat oh, his ass I, to death. I, I saw I saw a neat interview about there's somebody who wrote a book about AOC, an unauthorized biography. But apparently he did some research and it's like she doesn't um she's not from uh was it the Bronx? Mm. She's from like forty miles north, like like a really like where all the judges and lawyers and stuff, like a super, super white neighborhood. And dude like went to that went to that neighborhood and asked the people that grew up, you know, knew who she was because she's a hometown girl. That he asked, he asked somebody what she, what she thought of her, and she's like, "Well, without even hesitating, she was like, well, she's just as white as the rest of us.' <laughs> like implying that she's definitely like silver spoon. Like she's not. She's definitely. Um, I don't. She's really, not from an upper middle. Class does it matter though? Environment. I mean, with her message, does it matter? It, I mean, it, it, it matters if you're using if you're using your ethnicity and your your social status of being a bartender and being working class as um, as a chip. To push your message when that's I, when that's fraudulent, it's the same as the Elizabeth Warren okay, one. Okay, I agree, yeah. but I'm saying also that <laughs> I mean it doesn't it doesn't matter to me because I don't like her message. <laughs> when the more well, I mean, are where she's from, I don't really care one way or the other. I don't really don't pay attention to her. The one that I have my eye on is Kamala Harris. I really like Kamala Harris a lot, but um, because one thing I want to see her light in Trump's ass. The, one, will, the one that we want to see light in the Trump's ass is Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Well, I like her, too. She'll rip um, him to shreds. Yeah. She was, she's a big um, island woman 
who served in the fucking military and oh, wants shit. to end war. That forget uh, that is what she says. I don't know what she's going to do. The one that yeah, I would like to see light into Trump is the one that keeps lighting into Trump. He refuses to answer, answer Tammy Duckworth. He will not address anything she I said. I know she is. Oh shit. She caught him a fucking you, you she had her legs blown off in in Iraq. She yeah, she's she's part Asian and she's awesome. Like she's tough as fucking nails. And and unimpeachable. There's nothing you cannot go after anything her about defense her. Defense is impregnable. <laughs> Basically, yes. Her she is completely unassailable on, on, on everything. She walks the walk. She always has. She's a veteran, you know. And she went after him on on the D Day thing, you know. And he started talking about it. Well, I wasn't a fan of that war. She's like, well, she he didn't need the bone spurs worked on his back. She needed the, the yellow streak taken out of his back. <laughs> she said that on CNN. Like, and he, you know, he heard it. Because he, he's obsessively tuning into everything about himself, even the bad stuff. So she has gone after him. She, she called him Cadet Bone Spurs. Yeah, that's, that one's kind of stuck. Yeah. I've heard that one. And he will not address her. Like, he, <laughs> he's terrified of her. I love it. Because you just know that, you know, every time she says something, that he's, he wants to call her a chink or something, you know. He, he really wants to do that because that's what he kind does. of that's what does. kind of fucking asshole he is. You know, Why don't you go build the railroad, you chink? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and he says that privately. Guarantee it. I love it. I mean, and that's because that's the only thing he's got on her. <laughs> With your fake legs and your, why don't you go get me some mugu guy pants? Yeah. <laughs> I hate the way he gets says th- some things. Mugu guy pants. I hate when he. I hate when he gets says something breathlessly. Does anybody here ever actually like order order no, Mugu guy pants? No, I just like the name. Have you no, ever, it's good. Egg Fu Young. I'm a General mm-hmm. So's guy. No, if I if, if if we're not going to chicken a buffet, chow mein, General So, give me give me some crab rangoon on the side, baby, baby. Let <laughs> 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 me get my fucking soundboard up. Get your act. Here's better. for. Uh, that's for General So's and uh, and Crab Rangoon. Crab Rangoon. What if you get? What if you get information from Norway? <laughs> That's what he does, and it's so. F- I think he does things. The, breath, the breathy. Yes, I think he does things on purpose to be irritating. To, to bother you <laughs> specifically. <laughs> I don't want to say that, but I think there's something to it. <laughs> I kind of I did dig the honesty with that. With that, uh, the operation. Yeah, because they'll do it. They all, every, yeah, but that doesn't make it something that you brag about. Yeah, or you. Uh, That's something admit. that should be curtailed. And what I like, I, I like the fact though that uh, seeing all the fucking piece of shit Trump pundits have to scramble and and try to spin it. That's really the most entertaining thing about the guy now. It's not him. He's just a moron that says stupid shit. Well, what I like... It's them who are trying to just spin it into something that's not horrible. What I know? like is everybody's a conspiracy theorist now. That's my favorite thing, because they're like, yeah, I'm like, yes, come with me. Come with <laughs> me. Sounds like Let's a, go down this like rabbit a, hole. sounds like a meme that is yet to be made. No, they're all conspiracy theorists what now. What you just said. The thing that happened to uh, on uh, off the coast of wherever it was, like Iran yeah. bombed uh, something Gotham or other. Tompkin. Well, this is this has happened this week. But it was a Dolph- It was a Gulf is, of Tonkin. That is a Dolph- Tonkin. Tonkin. Is the Gulf of Tonkin? I, I thought. I thought. I, I, I don't. I, well, the Gulf of Tonkin is what got us in the Vietnam War. Yeah. It's been admitted that it was. No, I, say, I was like, but I think it actually, again. I, I just, you know, <laughs> they're fucking playing greatest hits now. Yeah, no, right. Let's let's invade Normandy again while we're at it. Well, this was. Well, another, you know what they say about history repeating itself. <laughs> yeah. History. Uh, I forget who said it. History doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. That's a really great. That's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know who said it, but uh, we'll just say I said it. 
good but, one uh, Dutch <laughs> but the, uh, there's some sort of a ship that got attacked allegedly by Iran and everybody's like well we got to go to war now and, and the, the public's like no that didn't really happen or if it did happen it was staged no and I'm like yeah <laughs> yes well the deep fakes thing I can't wait to see that take hold oh god and, and it's gonna be awful there is so much audio of us out there they could make us say whatever they want absolutely not just by cutting and pasting they have our voices they and yeah. and they can get this technology and like <laughs> make the them say this <laughs> yeah i'm just saying if, well, if one of us just gets a wild hair we, up her ass and well, let's face it fucking shits and uh, giggles no. that's uh, somebody asked <laughs> me, yeah, that's the thing they won't have to do anything no <laughs> <laughs> carl i was talking to tracy's dad the other day carl so, withers <laughs> i wish <laughs> no uh carl Carl J. Carl Jr. And he was just like he's always wanted me to run for some kind of office because he remember Papal. Carl Jr. The hamburger guy. You know I've never put those two together. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I said I was thinking well I might have been able to at one point but not now. Listen to 15 minutes of this show and I'm out of the running. I mean it's just <laughs> just by association with yeah, me. Well no but <laughs> things I've said like in the past of the show when I would lose my fucking shit. <laughs> I, I I told America to suck my cock because <laughs> I got so fucking upset, man. It was awful. Uh, America suck my cock. West Virginia suck my cock. There is there's one of them. Rock hard cock. You got Look. a cock in your mouth. This party is hot. You bunch of queers. West Virginia you, suck my cock. I'll see your your anti LGBTQ element of me now. <laughs> yeah, use, use the Q word. Yeah, that was Bill Burr. Impression. I really need the D. It doesn't matter, though, because they got you. Yeah, they got you, bud. Bill Burr's one of those ones that they can't get anything to stick on him either. Because he, he doesn't that. respond. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anytime any of these old comedians, whenever something they say something or something in their act is uh, is offensive or whatever, and they try to do something, they're just like, oh, well, I'll just stay off Twitter for a couple of days, and you guys can do whatever you want to do. All right. Have at her. <laughs> and then I'll just chill, and I'll be myself. They tried to do it with Tom Segura when he had the jokes about Louisiana. And what's he do? He just books a show in Louisiana and sells out three of them. That's awesome. Fuck it. <laughs> you can't like you can't give a fuck what other people think about what you say, especially if you're just trying to be funny. You don't mean what you're saying. Now, us, yeah. we sort of mean a lot of the things we say. They can they can get you if they want to bad enough. You know what I mean? So you might as well just be honest. Yeah. And if they don't like what you're saying, even if you don't say anything particularly terrible, they're gonna they're gonna try to get you anyway. You know, if you're a threat to their paradigm, they'll get you. Oh yeah, they'll zuck you. You may got any umbrage? Um, not really. I mean, the Trump thing and and his just the 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 countries. I mean, we're it's everything. We're we're down. We really are down a rabbit hole with this guy. I mean, it's it's just getting worse, and he is just he. Pen Joet was completely right. He's not leaving that office, will? Oh, that's coming. I don't. I think he will. I don't know. They said that about everybody, though. They they say that. No, every time. I mean, I, I don't. I I think if you follow his personality, if you follow, if you just follow the 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 breadcrumbs he's leading you to, I think that's completely plausible. Well, he Come probably on. won't have to because I don't think they're going to nominate the right person to beat him. Well, Trump could have well, I'm saying, but I don't even know if he's going to leave after two terms. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might change That's, the See law. what I'm saying? But why, I mean, it, why would you? Th- why would you? They said the exact same thing about Obama, though. Like, why would you? Because that was completely. That's completely. Why? Why? Why do you think that he would? A have the ability or the power 
to go an additional term or see that he would try. Have you been keeping track of this guy? <laughs> have you seen some of the shit this guy's done? I'm probably not from the same sources of you as you have, but yeah. Well, I mean, not from the same sources. I'm just saying the source is not... That's not the, relevant. The source is very relevant. If it, you're watching, if you're watching, he if did I, a and B, if I'm watching, you know, if I'm watching, say, I'm just going to throw some shit out there. NPR, Breibart, and blah, blah, you know, and then you're what, and you're getting your information from CNN, MSNBC, and blah blah blah, BuzzFeed. We're going to have a different perspective. I don't think so. Yeah. And we're gonna have different. But wait a second, we're gonna have a different, different perspective. When but they, I, I try to go by what Lewis Black says, I don't listen like to listen to the spin. I like listening to the event. If, but the, looking at a piece of footage and just accepting what the fuck reality is, you know what I mean? An armored vehicle runs over a cat. Cat is dead. Not cat was trying to kill itself. That's your opinion. Not fucking what actually happened. I, I, well, that's, I, well, what's your exact? I don't know how that relates. The things that he's actually said. I mean, the the whole thing about the the op research. I mean, everything that he's done. I mean, I'm just going by what the man has said. I'm not even going by what they say. About I it. just don't know. You know, I can't comment if it's not a specific. You know what I'm saying? What's a specific thing you could bring up? I've kind of checked out on the whole thing. So I did see the interview about uh, just the latest, the the thing saying that he would accept. So you're saying the latest as if we're already in the loop because we're watching mainstream. Well, we don't watch the same. Okay. Thing. Yeah. He said that he would accept help from a foreign entity. It's against the fucking law. You can't do that. And I don't, he, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know the story. I haven't. He, he said, said it in an interview on ABC that he would accept it. Yes. More, that he would accept it. The aid for the United States, or that he would accept, except it. for his campaign, not for the country, for yeah. his campaign. Well, people do that all. The, I mean, fucking Google uh, contributes to people's campaign, and it's like owned by like a lot of foreign investors. I understand, but that's still not legal. I mean, I'm, I'm, if you <laughs> they're, if they're you, doing it, I'm just saying, what's the difference? The difference is, is that it's not. He's talking about if. He's what even it, trying to change. He's trying to change the perception where you can do whatever the fuck you want to get elected. I mean, I know that people do that anyway, but I'm saying that at least we have to have an attempt to keep the shit under control. So he you know? so he said he would accept help from a foreign entity. Yeah, from China, he said, or Russia. If he could get away, he with said it. if yeah. if uh, what he said if some if somebody approached him with information about his political opponents, he would. He would think about taking it. He, he would probably take it if it would help him get elected. Just like and he just he just openly admitted that. Yes. Yeah. Kudos for honesty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but if I mean, Hillary Clinton does that shit and I, then will lie about that's, it. That's that's not. I mean, she's not. That's not. A, that's not an argument for well, me because I hate her as well. Well, I know, but I'm just saying. Like the whole P tape thing, the the Democratic National Committee paid for that research. Yeah. That's awful too. Yeah, it's terrible. But that's not illegal. That's not a, you know that's not a violation of the statute. You know that right? I don't know shit about the law. I've I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've read the statute, and that is not that is not illegal. Well, I don't care. I, I know it didn't I'm work. Just saying, no, <laughs> it actually kind of backfired. None of none of the steel dossier has been disproven. You know, all the stuff that they've systematically gone out to, out to prove has been proven. There is a P tape out there somewhere. That's one of Donald Trump's things. You know it is probably. Look at the fucking guy. A P tape? Yeah. Where he yeah. Pe- where he pees on girls like, like no Kirk they Kelly pee did? on him. <laughs> no, I think they didn't pee on him. They peed, they peed on the bed on Obama. Was he stayed? He in. stayed at a place in the Kremlin where Obama stayed, and they had he had a bunch of prostitutes coming and piss on the bed. bed. 
Allegedly. You know he did that. I'm sure he did it. God, you know he did it. <laughs> I hope he did it. <laughs> that's legal, though. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I guess. If that's your I mean, thing. I mean, he always he has to compensate the hotel for the damage. Of course. Well, he can do that. He's fine. But they could press he's, com- he's compensated him quite, uh, quite handily. He's, he's destroyed our country for the fucking Russians. I think, it's, I think we're doing okay, man. No, no, you, no, you think that you think the Russians are have uh, more control over our country because of Donald Trump? I think that the Russians have a more of a footprint in the, in the world stage because of Donald Trump. I don't think that can be. I don't think that can be argued at all. I mean, China and Russia have stepped into the power vacuum that was purposely created by ter- making that idiot president. We've lost standing in the world. We've we've lost allies. There have been new alliances formed. That cannot be doubted. That has absolutely happened. But none of that sounds in and of itself bad or categorically it's bad worse for than, us than any other change you could name that happened when any other president I, did I, stuff. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, things change. I understand things change, but I'm saying that I, I, I understand we're just another country. I get it. But I, I think that, you know, we should have enough self interest to not. To just let the shit happen, you know what I mean? To to let this idiot destroy our standing in the world. I mean, I, I I know that nobody at this table, you know, is terribly patriotic. I'm 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 a little bit. I mean, I actually more than a little bit. I I, I think that the United States has done some great yeah, things. It depends on your definition of patriotism. Maybe I'm I might be more patriotic. You don't. It just depends on how you define it. Well, yeah. how are you? How would you be patriotic? Um, I'm not saying you're not. I'm just curious on how and how. If that you look. define patriotism as um, like 1776 styles and like um, you know individual rights, like you can't you can't fucking search and seize my home, you can't fucking take my guns, you can't right. um, you can't suppress my speech, et cetera, like that. I'm just as patriotic as you are, if sure. not more. Well, I mean, no, we'd probably be neck and neck with that because that's one of the things I I love about the country. Um, but that's just what I'm saying. It just depends on how you define patriotism. Right. If you if yeah. you find it as nationalism, think, then, yeah, I'm not into no, that. I'm not into that none, none of us are all rah rah rah. No, we're not waving the fucking. We're flag not nationalists, but there's yeah. there, there is a lot. I of, love it here. I I love yeah. America. We're it's fucking great. We're fucking so lucky to live here. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like that, that's not a nationalist patriot thing to say. That's just a fucking objective fact about economics and opportunities. Mm-hmm. Even in even in Guatemala, West Virginia, here we're fucking. We got all kinds of options. Well, look Absolutely. at all the shit we have. Look at what we do. I mean, you're a musician and a farmer. You're a power lifter and a lift weightlifter, and you're still a writer, a steel worker. I'm a singer, songwriter, podcaster. Fucking, you're all podcasters too. Um, and I fucking do commentary for a fucking wrestling organization. We're fucking weird, and we're allowed to be weird here. Right. A lot of places are not allowed to be weird. Right. If we want to, we can go around and fuck dudes. We get thrown off of roofs <laughs> in some places. For yeah, that. absolutely. I, I'm not. I, again, I'm not arguing that. I'm arguing the fact that, you know, this is going to sound odd for me to say, considering all the shit I know that this country, all the awful shit this country has done to so many groups of people. But when I'm thinking about somebody like. Uh, you know, a great president, uh, Lincoln or somebody like that, and and how we try to make the nation a better place and increase our standing and try to stand for things that are right. And basically, my level of patriotism comes down to what he said at the beginning of uh, of the newsroom. 
when he was talking about the things that make America great. That's what I think about America. You know, not beating your chest, not, you know, you know we cultivated the world. Have you ever seen that bit of it, – it's uh, Jeff Daniels. It's an HBO show called The Newsroom. It's really good. You'd probably like it. And Jeff Daniels has that speech at the end of the, the rant end. at the beginning of the yeah. yeah. It's like the first scene, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, there are, there are pieces of the speech I like and pieces of it I don't, but yeah. But the overriding principle, you know, that yeah. that we were, were tried to stand for right things and and make laws for moral reasons, stuff like you know what I mean. Almost bordering on American exceptionalism. Almost bordering, yeah. To Jason, to have people and people of true, you know, say what you want about even for some of the worst presidents you can think of that have been, you know, done terrible things. I, you know, I'll even play devil's advocate here, Jackson. As much as I despise that piece of shit, he is an exceptional. Powerful human being He really was there, There's no getting around it We've gone from that He challenged the fuck Out of the banks There's That's true but He also Purposely genocided Tried to purposely genocide A whole group of people Yeah, yeah you gotta break Well the you know <laughs> He can't give him credit For all of that I mean he had a lot of help Yeah <laughs> Absolutely I mean yeah he did But Credit I'm, blame Whatever <laughs> But Um <laughs> We've gone from that to trying to increase our standing and, and 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 help and help do good things for the world to this idiot who's destroying it. I mean, he's destroying it. I, I don't let's, care what anybody let's give says. It, let's give it another six years, especially if he gets. Fuck it. Let's term. give him eight. Let's let's see. Let's just see what happens. Yeah, I mean, this he is a long term project. He's been in there two years. This is an experiment that we're doing here. Yeah, it's a quite quite the experiment. Give, give him a chance. Just give him a chance. I Come think on. he's doing great. Give him a chance. God, come on, man. He don't look too happy here. And what about them kids Hook's got? <laughs> Give him a chance. <laughs> we got to keep him comfortable, you see. <laughs> so the thing with Donald is he's not comfortable being president right now. We just got to let him let him sink into I, it. I, I, let I him get the zone. I love the fact that he hates the job. I love the fact that he hates the job. But he's too proud. But he's too proud to fucking abandon it. And then Donald Trump and the doctors and the mother, mm-hmm. a decision will be made. A decision will be made, Charles the C. God. <laughs> is he is president good? Or... Did he, did he didn't? <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 just and and again, I, I, this the thing about the Central Park Five and his his yeah, fucking fingerprints all over it, you know. And he's just a disgusting, deplorable, moronic piece of shit human being. He really is. There is no redeeming fucking quality that I can see. I just. You know about the Central Park Five? Mm-mm. There was a in like nineteen eighty seven, some somewhere earlier late 80s, than that. Somewhere in the eighties, a woman was raped in Central Park and beaten and beaten, and they just found five black dudes pinned it on them, and then they okay, yeah, I, yeah, interrogated them for many many hours, sort of like Jesse uh, Miss Kelly, Jesse Miss Kelly, right? And they and. Telling them if you just tell us what happened, we're going to let you go. Try to let try to torture a confession out of yeah. them. Yeah, and then they're all you know dumb kids, and they were just like because they kept telling them if you just tell us what happened, yeah, you'll get off if we if you tell us we'll, if you tell us what we'll we let you go home. And they all yeah. turned over yeah. on each other, mm-hmm. and then they used that evidence turned over on each other, even though none of them did anything. Even though they were right. all lying, yeah, they were all lying just to go home. If you deprive somebody enough sleep and you and you intimidate them enough, you can get them to say anything. And then they got convicted, and he kept taking out ads in the paper. Demanding they get the death penalty 
and then he and then it was proven they were completely exonerated and then they asked him like two years ago he still says they're guilty because he is in fucking capable of admitting when he's fucking wrong there may be some truth to that <laughs> there's definitely truth to that one. yeah the i've He's just got, he's there's garbage. that show out now that I haven't seen, but I did see the documentary. Yeah, I like there's the no fact, reason I like the, the fact that the piece of shit prosecutor is is she's trying to fight it. No, that's what you did. Yeah, you know, you're a piece of shit. Just yeah. anybody got anything else? No. You want to end on a high note? Sure. Um, I don't know. Tomorrow's Father's Day, and we don't have any fathers, so you do. Yeah, make the best of it. Okay? I'll try. Thanks for listening, you bunch of queeves. That's the plural of queef, by the way. Queeves. 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 Queeves of grass. Into the great beyond. Good night and good luck. <laughs>